This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. I do not have a physical shrine to Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Why would anyone think I have a physical shrine to a man who I would give anything? <laughs> oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I'll give anything to piss in his open eye hole. You can ask Sparkles. She might stop by at some point in time to not ask her if there is a physical shrine to Dan Crenshaw anywhere in this house. I'm not high enough for your shit tonight, sir. I've got on my cute Halloween bandana. One of my cute Halloween bandanas. There's no yes. She's not going to say yes. I promise you, there is no shrine to Dan Grinshaw in this apartment. Oh, fuck. What a show we've got for you tonight. It's a freaking Thursday in case anybody listens to this show in order to know what day of the week it is. I don't want to leave anybody out on one of my normal routines. I had to look before we came on. What fucking day of the week is it? The freaking Thursday. We're going to talk about Senators Joe Manchin and Bernie Sanders butting heads. Advisors for Senator... Kirsten Cinema, it's Friday for you, Warlord. It's still a few hours from Friday for me. Speaking of Friday, I've got a show to do tomorrow with Sparkle's Lavendar. It's called the Friday Night Freak Show. I've got this one story that I really want to throw on there because she would make fun of it. But it's not a funny story. Like there, it's it's very tragic. But she would totally make fun of it. So I don't know. I don't know if it makes the list for tomorrow. Manchin says he's not leaving the Democratic Party. Cinema, 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 cinema. No, we're not high enough for it at all. Thank you for reminding me, Scrabby. I was going to wait until RB popped in here and be like, Weed! It just gives me an excuse to hit the bong again later. We're going to hear from the Deputy Press Secretary about what they're willing to cut with climate priorities when it comes to the reconciliation bill. There was a fight... Is what Dinesh D'Souza is talking about here. This fight that broke out between uh, Jim Jordan and Jerry Nadler. This should be interesting. He got really contentious. This is from the um, hearings for Merrick Garland. The Attorney General for the United States testified. It got incredibly contentious. 
We're going to hear Chib Roy go off on the on the whole Daily Wire rape case from Virginia. I still don't know exactly what to think about that. I, it smells fishy to me. Jim Jordan making a, a, a twofer today. Also going off by the January 6th commission. Oh, we're going to hear from Matt Gates on Steve Bannon. As well as uh, the newest developments in the uh, Matt Gates saga. Apparently, prosecutors have been added to the case investigating Gates. There were some puppies that were stolen in a shootout. Puppy. Yes, that's what is written on my notes over here. Puppies stolen in a shootout. We've got video of the shootout. This is going to be wild. Oh, apparently Meghan McCain cried for days, for days after Joy Behar, who's like a, Joy's a comedian, right? Like that, that's where she got her start. Joy made a joke about Meghan on air and Meghan got all up in her fifis. We're going to talk about the... I assume they're still in Boston, the Boston Celtics. Maybe they're not. Maybe I don't even fucking know. Maybe they moved to Brooklyn. They're the Brooklyn Celtics. One of their players apparently said something about uh, Chinese President Winnie the Pooh. I'm sorry, Xi Jinping. <laughs> China has banned Celtics games in China. It's a whole uh, brouhaha going on in the NBA. We're going to talk about that. Aaron Rodgers, who uh, apparently plays a different kind of sporty ball. He was on with Pat McAfee, who I know is the WWE commentator. Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers are going to talk about woke culture. That should be a lot of fun. Oh, 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 we're going to talk about a lot of, there's, there's a story out of Florida that looks like it debunks the nobody wants to work sentiment that you see everywhere. Apparently a guy went and put in a bunch of applications. We're going to hear from him. He only got one interview or one call back for an interview, but Dave Ramsey's going to tell us how to get out of debt. We're going to see if we can, uh, discern some information from Dave Ramsey about how to get out of debt as well as what the supply chain crisis means for Joe Biden. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're going to see a woman get a present. I don't know. I don't know if it was her birthday or what. She got a fuck Joe Biden shirt as a present. We're going to see what she thinks about that. Oh, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, I get my Facebook back this week. The show is going to be streaming. I got my YouTube back. I can post. I can stream. But I'm not going to. I get a completely blank slate starting on January the 2nd. And I'm going to wait until 2022 before I actually... I'm going to put like some clips of the Freak Show up. Nothing having to do with vaccines or Trump or anything like that. So... No YouTube for the rest of the year, other than the sparse clips. We'll start back on the YouTube beginning of the year. 
I get face. I'm going to be broadcasting back on Facebook. I swear I'm not going to get banned anymore because like I was, I was doing a good job of building my actual Justin freaking page on Facebook by sharing some dank ass memes. People were following me for the memes where I can also plug my shit. So I want to be able to broadcast from Facebook. But now there should be a new social media platform for me to go and troll the depths of the truth platform or whatever the fuck is it. Trump's own social media platform that apparently got off to a really horrendous start. I saw people refer to it as like, I I saw one article that said it could be the death of democracy uh, I watched like a, a breaking points clip where Sagar and Jetty said that Trump may dominate Facebook with his new social media site. Apparently it didn't get off to a very good start that the Trump account itself was hacked right off the bat. But first... How about Zero? Manchin and Sanders get into heated behind-closed-doors argument. Senators Joe Manchin and Bernie Sanders. I'm wearing my Bernie shirt tonight. Along with my cute Halloween bandana. Senators Manchin and Sanders squabbled behind closed doors on Wednesday with Manchin using a raised fist goose egg to tell his colleague he can live without any of President Biden's social spending plan Axios has learned. The disagreement recounted to Axios by two senators in the room underscores how far apart two key members remain as the Democratic Party tries to meet its deadline for reaching an agreement on a budget reconciliation framework by Friday. Yes, yes, Scrabby, I agree 100%. And what a what a cute little uh, guillotine that is. It also shows that despite the Kumbaya meeting between Manchin and Sanders on Monday, after which they posed together for photos, the two remain sharply divided, mainly because Manchin just wants to whittle it down as far as he can on behalf of his corporate backers. Manchin's comfort level with zero as a final number and his willingness to threaten Sanders with it publicly at Wednesday's lunch for Senate committee chairs reveals a stark reality for Democratic negotiators. Manchin can control the final dollar amount. I And I figured last night when we did the story about him saying he was willing to leave the Democratic Party. Now, he didn't say he was going to become a Republican. He said he would become an independent which is what Bernie Sanders is. I figured it was probably leaked by his office, and that's that's the rumor going around today, is that it was leaked by Joe Manchin's office. They wanted that story out there to put pressure on the Democrats. Both persons for both Manchin and Sanders declined to comment. Senator John Tester, a chairman of the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee, described the incident as a difference in opinion. Joe said, I'm comfortable with nothing. Bernie said, we need to do $3.5 trillion. The truth is, both of them are in different spots. Yes, one of them wants to do something for the people and make government work for the people, and the other is being paid 
to stand in the way of doing anything for the people. And it's no coinkydink uh, that the two biggest things in the bill, climate change action and uh, the expansion of Medicare, are opposed by the senators who are bankrolled by energy companies and pharmaceuticals. Manchin said, I'm comfortable with zero, forming a zero with his thumb and index finger. Tester reiterated, saying he believes the West Virginia Democrat can live with himself if the Senate doesn't pass any of the president's $2 trillion to $3.5 trillion package. Last I heard, he was calling for it to be cut in half to $1.75 trillion. Senator Chris Coons from Delaware, who is one of Biden's closest allies, said there was a vigorous 10-minute discussion. Bernie said $6 trillion. Manchin said we shouldn't do it at all. Coons recalled himself making a goose egg symbol as he recounted the conversation. Of course, Bernie was like, well, we should make it $6 trillion. Actually do something for the people. Thank you, Bernie. Overall, Kuhn said there was significant progress in the meeting about identifying the core issues remaining. Go ahead and hear from Representative Ariana Presley. Uh, thank you so much. Talking uh, about the priorities of the government. My colleague and sister in service here. Uh, Congresswoman Fernandez, for convening us here today. Mr. Speaker, I rise today on behalf of every worker, every parent and every caretaker that has questioned how they will make ends meet and keep food on the table for their families. The parent that has that, has felt that pit in their stomach, the anxiousness as they look over monthly bills with the growing cost of rent and child care. The frontline worker who's terrified While to wages have remained flat because of our nation's failure to provide paid leave, the family afraid of being displaced from their home due to extreme weather, and the existential threat of climate change, the student living in a transit desert with unreliable access to jobs, food, community, the daughter who is a caregiver to her parent who is one of 820,000 people on a wait list, for much-needed home and community-based services, and our immigrant neighbor, who has been unjustly denied a pathway to citizenship. It disgusts me that this woman has to be so well-spoken and put together and so well-researched and gets up there and does such a good job of laying out her points, and then Marjorie Taylor Greene gets to be on the other side, and all she has to do is say, Joe Biden's a secret communist, and she raises a record amount of money. RB, don't mind if I do. Mr. Speaker, the Build Back Better Act will help us get one step closer to rejecting the unjust status quo and beginning to build a recovery. You're not wrong about go ahead and asking for $30 an hour. As Angela Davis once said, I'm no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things. Because honest to God, we're still fighting for $15 an hour, and that's what it should have been in 2009. I can no longer. At the very least. Despite what some might argue, the needs of our communities go far beyond our nation's roads and bridges. 
And we must ensure that our policies and our investments reflect that reality. Mr. Speaker, I refuse to choose between the union worker who builds our highways and the child worker who protects our babies and sets them on a pathway to a healthy life, to bring into bear their contributions to the world. I would ask every member of Congress that they do the same. Reject the unjust, false, binary choices that force us to choose between the livelihoods and well-being of the two, that, com that, that pit community member against community member. We have the opportunity and responsibility to finally make universal paid leave, home health care, and universal access to quality and affordable child care a reality. And Not if Joe Manchin keeps saying zero. $1,000 per child for child care. We have the opportunity and responsibility to address climate change, to combat our housing crisis, and to finally establish a pathway to citizenship for millions of our immigrant workers. You know those essential workers that you were all clapping for during the pandemic? They don't need your applause. They need you to value more than just their labor, but their lives and the preservation of their families. We must rebuild stronger as a just nation that takes care of its people. In order to truly build back better, we must truly address both the human and physical infrastructure needs of our communities. This it's sad how to the needs of the people. We have to representatives on the Democratic it side have to be like a cut above community behind this is how we they have to be in exceptionally intelligent to get noticed. This is the moment to repair generations of hurt and harm. And you just have to be really fucking dumb to get noticed on the ride. ...on our most vulnerable and neglected communities. This is our moment to legislate our values, to honor the decisive mandate that we have from the people. This is our moment to make this Democratic majority House, Senate, and White House that that's more than a talking point that we're in the majority. That we affirm and codify once and for all Infrastructure are those things that are essential to the functioning of our very society. Care is infrastructure. Housing is infrastructure. Climate justice is infrastructure. Paid leave is infrastructure. Disability justice is infrastructure. And she is specifically speaking on those issues because for some reason, Joe Manchin has a problem with the expansion of the child and political tax credit. Let's pass. I don't even have kids and like I'm all for the expansion of the child tax credit have been asked to wait. And justice delayed is justice denied. Indeed. Now the deputy press secretary, not Jen Psaki, let me take a stab at her name. Corrine well, um... Jean uh, Pierre. This is the you know, deputy President press Biden secretary established U.S. leadership on day one, and and uh, as you've heard us say, as you, as you have have heard us say, when it comes to acting on climate change, uh, every day since um, from day one, the president will will advance uh, his climate agenda using every tool at his disposal and can make significant progress in curbing emissions, growing our economy, and good paying union jobs. And so he could do that without Congress. Um, there was actually a report that came out uh, this. This week from Rodium, from the Rodium Group, an independent research 
firm reinforced the fact that the U.S. has multiple pathways to meet President Biden's pledge to reduce emission 50 to 52 percent below the 2000. What she's saying is taking executive action to avoid using the reconciliation bill on clean electricity because Joe Manchin won't budge on climate change. Independent analysis lays out apparently Biden has caved climate goal without a CEEP in place and following the leak of the story about him wanting to declare himself an independent. Biggest climate priority passed through Congress. How can he point to the United States being a leader on this issue? Because we have had other ways of doing that. We don't need, what we're saying is we don't need, the, we don't need Congress. We can do it without Congress. As I President just, Manchin, as I just indeed. Uh, and fuck Joe Manchin. Already done. So leading the shift towards electric electric vehicles, which you've heard us talk about many times, which is bringing together. But if it wasn't Manchin, it would be somebody else. They would get somebody. And, and like there's something that I haven't really spoke on much is the fact that, like, it's not just Manchin and Cinema. Those are the only two that we know of. Those are the, are the two that are taking the heat out in public. There are probably more senators that do not support the bill on its face, but don't want to come out and say it. I don't know about 40, but there's there's probably at least a good 10 other ones that are right there with Cinema and Mansion, but don't want to come out and say it. To greatly reduce emissions, uh, make, make, making a cross-government investment in clean energy like offshore wind and solar, making historic uh, commitments to use every lever at his disposal to advance environmental justice and spur economic opportunity for disadvantaged communities. And extreme weather events increase in frequency and ferocity. The U.S. has taken bold step to strengthen the nation. Apparently it's supposed to be a to, to, somewhat to, mild severe, winter for the Northeast. Of a challenging climate. So we have done a lot here. The president has. He sound. He has signed multiple executive. No, I didn't. Uh, to make sure that we are a hemp ban. Why would they ban him? From four years of like the delivery change. of him. Four years before is where climate change was not uh, dealing with climate change was not a priority. And so this president has been doing that since day one of his administration. Will continue to do. I don't know about day one. How, like that is big business. That is the future. If you want to stay in business as the U.S. Postal Service, you need to start handling the marijuana goods and shipping them safely. Unfortunately, it's like they want to put the the U.S. Postal Service out of business. Kind of seems like that's their plan. Manchin insists he hasn't threatened to leave the Democrats. An exclusive interview with The Hill on Thursday, he said he has no plans to leave the Democratic Party and has not threatened to do so. What he reported is simply untrue, Manchin told The Hill in response to questions about a story in Mother Jones this week that said he was considering leaving the Democratic Party of President Biden and that Senate Democrats did not agree to slash the social spending bill from $3.5 trillion to $1.75 trillion. Now, the, the goose egg story is from this afternoon. But it was it was supposedly happening yesterday evening. I know, fucking confusing. I'm not threatening to leave. Why would I? I'm very secure in my positions, and honestly, I'm not the one stressed out. No, he's on his fucking houseboat. Just chillaxing. Manchin said he had told Biden Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer 
and his caucus that if it would help them publicly for him to become an independent who still caucuses with the party as they face pressure from activists to craft a bill as large as possible, he was willing to do so. So he's saying he's just he's willing to play the theater while people go without. What is true, Manchin told The Hill, is that I've told the president, Chuck Schumer, and even the whole caucus that if it is embarrassing to have them to have a moderate centrist Democrat, which is not what you are, sir, in the mix, and if it would help them publicly, I could become an independent like Bernie, and then they could explain some of this to the public, saying it's uh, complicated to corral these two independents, Bernie and me. Bernie's on board, motherfucker. Bernie's with the the rest of the party. You're the outlier. Well, and, and Kirsten Cinema, who we're going to talk about here in a second. Manchin characterized his offer as an effort that would help Biden and Schumer better explain the different perspectives in their caucus to Democrats. Two independents, Vermont's Bernie Sanders and Maine's Angus King, now caucus with the Senate's 48 Democrats, which is what gives them a majority along with Vice President Harris, who cast a tie-breaking vote. Remember I mentioned that the other senator who's a holdout, Senator Kirsten Sinema from Arizona, had several of her advisors quit on her. A teeter-totter. That's how one senior White House official described the negotiations among Democrats over President Biden's multi-trillion dollar legislative agenda to Politico. Now, the ongoing talks between the White House Progressives and moderates have yielded a series of concessions, but no firm framework just yet. According to our friends over at Punchbowl News, Democrats have a new strategy, isolating Senator Kirsten Sinema. According to Punchbowl, they think it will be more productive to get West Virginia's Joe Manchin on board and, quote, then dare Sinema to block it. Now, Manchin has made demands on everything from the top line price to removing climate change initiatives. Are you saying he's here with me? Is that like, is he haunting me? Senator President Biden has floated 1.9 trillion. Is that acceptable? Well, I'm saying negotiations are ongoing. I've been at one five, and I've been very upfront with everybody. And we're still talking to the White House. One five. We just read 1.7. Now, Senator wasn't as talkative this morning, and she refused to answer questions posed by our own Ali Batali, who you see right there. But cinema is increasingly under pressure, even, it seems, from her own inner circle. The New York Times was first to report today that five veterans who advised cinema have resigned. In a letter, they wrote to her, quote, You have become one of the principal obstacles to progress, answering to big donors rather than to your own people. Those are her own advisors. From you. All right. Joining us now from uh, from the White House is my colleague, NBC News White House correspondent, Monica Alba. So, Monica, you know, we don't know what we don't know about the private. This is a different time. We're going through something weird right now. We do There's a the paradigm shift going on. Downsized their ambitions. And yet there seems to be still no deal in hand. What's the state of play? What are White House officials telling you today? Exactly, Jeff. It's not just the price tag that's shrinking. Exactly, Jeff. Time left. 
to try to get something done, which the White House is keenly aware of. And they happened in a very behind-the-scenes mode yesterday and today with these flurry of meetings and calls. Ahead of tonight, the president participating in a town hall where he is going to be pressed on all of these kinds of questions. And he, I'm told by Wait, White is House there, officials, is there still a town hall going on? The always optimist that he still believes something can get done here. But we're talking about things that were complete pillars of his programs and this agenda now being stripped out the length of time and something that for a while one wasn't as much of a subject of debate how to pay for it remember that for months the president has been saying the price tag of this is zero that all of it would be paid for by increasing the corporate tax rate adding taxes to the wealthiest Americans and corporations. And that now seems to be in doubt. So those are the really, really critical matters that we're going to be pressing the White House on when they hold a briefing here shortly, but that the president is going to have to answer for himself. And in particular, when it comes to Senators Manchin and Cinema, we were told not to rule they out that lawmakers could penalty. be coming to the White House so again this afternoon before the president well, does I'll leave for Baltimore. We haven't seen that happen. So again, we know a lot of these conversations are happening over the phone, but for the longest time, we were discussing get us some Biden over here And it sucks. Apparently, we only get like 10 minutes of it. That's probably about all I can stomach anyway. Andrew Hawkins here from Prime. Well, fuck you, Andrew Hawkins. Apparently, they've changed their... Motto to facts first. I hate it. Give me. You suck, CNN. The electric grid in the way that there's a penalty, but allow me to spend the money. This is the CNN presidential town hall with Joe Biden. And I had no clue what was even going on. Consequence of that significant amounts of energy. If, in fact, we are able to put uh, um, the uh, high tension wires underground, it costs a hell of a lot more to do it. It creates real good jobs, creates a hell of a lot more to do it. But in fact, it would do a lot of things from happening that are dangerous. Yeah, he's probably about as clueless as I am about it. Coming down, setting fire, etc. So there's a lot of things. Joe is open to my convincing him that I can use it. Oh, he's talking about Manchin. I thought he was speaking about himself in the third person there for a second. particular deal. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got a lot more questions for President Biden. Oh, boo. We just got here. Is, it, is this going to count towards our eight minutes that we got left? I'm just going to open it in another browser. 
Oh, it does. What a what a jip. Go fuck yourselves, CNN. This is the town hall from Baltimore. Town hall comes at a critical time for Biden as his administration continues to sell his ambitious legislative agenda agenda to members of Congress and the nation. The administration's COVID-19 response and booster plan are also expected to be key topics tonight. Rates of COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are improving, but with so many Americans still unvaccinated, the numbers could still go back up. Well, it should be. Wouldn't you think a town hall with the president would be broadcast live on everything? And I could be able to pull up a YouTube channel and not have to go through CNN's horrible video player? Yes. Yes. I, like, we live in this late stage. It's two and a half minutes left on this fucking commercial. We live in a late stage capitalist hellscape. Fuck this shit. I'm glad, like, I don't know commercials in my life. I don't... I don't watch anything that has commercials. I don't have a TV service. Is Twitch giving you updates for football games? Or is that just what was on the on the screen thanks to CNN? When it get when it gets finished with our little preview, I'm just going to open it in a new window. And a new incognito window will get us another 10 minutes. There's ways there's ways around this bullshit. Another another minute and a half of fucking commercials. Like actual like like NFL on Twitch or like streamers covering NFL on Twitch. Now that's interesting because like NFL is really protective of their rights. Like you can't, you can't do anything that's like NFL. Like you can't show their clips and shit. They're 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 highly litigious. I tried to do my commentary over weekend's halftime show. Boom! It went it went straight down. Locked in like every region. NFL said, uh uh. Fuck you, NFL. Apparently, fuck Aaron Rodgers. To hear the president speak, you have to sit through shitty ass commercials. Featuring, like, spoke celebrities. I 
I think advertising is intellectual terrorism. You've only got so much space in your brain up here. You shouldn't have to sit through this fucking bullshit. All right, back to the town hall with Joe Biden in Baltimore. I believe Anderson Cooper was our host, moderator, whatever you want to call it. CNN. That's that's the fucking website. Yes. Just bring up the, the current labor market shortages. Millions of jobs are unfilled. Businesses are This is live. President Biden was you can do to AC people to go back to work. I'm sorry, core stick around. We'll do the news here in a second. I've only got three more minutes of this before I have to switch browsers. We've created more jobs in the first eight months of my administration than any president in American history. Total number. Nope, of jobs. nope. Can't do it. No Biden tonight. But the problem for the people not going back to work is twofold. Number one. They're reluctant. I'm thinking about putting up a fuck Joe Biden shirt on my site, but like under it, it says, but I'm not a fucking Republican. Wear masks or not required to have shots or they don't want to go back because they're not sure the people waiting on them in the the, shots, 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 shots coming up in the food market. So a lot of it has to do with COVID. Number one. Number two. And that's why. You know, we were able to go from when I first got elected. We're going to watch a car get crushed by a shipping container in California. In the United States of America had the vaccine. Now we got 190 million because I went out and bought everything I could do and buy in sight and it worked. But here's the deal. The second thing, the second thing that's happened, Anderson, is he went out and just bought the entire fucking store. He made it rain. That $7 an hour job. I won't name the particular restaurant chain, but they found out when they... It was Chili's. When they found out they started to pay 20 bucks an hour, everybody wanted to go back to work. Not a joke. So what you see is wages are actually up for those who are working. Because for the first time in a long time, employees are able to bargain. You I don't know what you mean, what the fuck happened to this country, because, like, this country's always been fucked up. out there is... There's a circumstance that exists where people are really worried about uh, what they're going to do. I mean, how, I mean, how can I say this? I mean, I guess you can't blame him for coming in and taking credit for it. Audience, who, because of what you've been through, a loss of a husband, wife, brother, mother, father, son, whatever. Minimum wage at, like, I think it should be about $23, $24. Really that seems about right. Down. I mean, just down. And so there's a lot of people who are just... $25. Let's go $25. Nice round number. They're not sure whether they want to get back in the game. Think of this. If you're graduating from Morgan State, okay? Uh, Well, guess what? He did the Mick Foley cheap pop. The last four years that you'd have before you went out and worked. No, I'm not joking. Graduated from high school. You don't have your prom. You don't have your graduation. You don't have the thing, all the things that matter. To people <laughs> that go into You've been possessed by the CIA. So a lot of it has to do with us getting back on our feet and getting back on our feet in terms of our attitudes about what the future looks like. For well, you're living through like a late stage capitalist like hellscape. Well, there are. We're, we're in like hyper capitalist mode. Being down, having some 
problem in terms of needing some 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 advice. Teetering on the verge of being an oligarchy. Oh. Where you, where you can't watch the presidential town hall without subscribing to CNN Go. Whatever their fucking streaming service is. I don't I don't have a service provider, you fuckers. New private window. A dystopian hellscape. A dystopian hellscape. Hey, I didn't say that. And and they make you watch their goddamn video player to see the town hall. And their video player fucking sucks. Where's the fucking video? Oh, it might not it might not let me do it because I'm on uh a private window, I guess. Give us the town hall. I ain't got no TV provider. I don't I don't want your stupid ass commercials. Well, it says uh it says we're going to go back to doing the news. we ain't got no way to watch the town hall but this fight between Jerry Nadler and Jim Jordan is probably going to be better anyway this was uh, this was during a committee hearing they were questioning uh, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland this is Representative Jim Jordan who helped cover up sexual assault at Ohio State University when he was an assistant wrestling coach Mr. Chairman we have a video we'd like to play Mr. Chairman. You've got friends here unauthorized. We're your Mr. friends. Dean. This is a really cool community. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm sorry the CIA did that to you. May I inquire as to whether the gentleman has followed the Judiciary Committee's AV protocol by providing 48 hours notice to the committee's clerk? Either arguing over some kind of like video, maybe uh, from Bannon's podcast. It's not in the committee rules. Second, we did let the committee staff, the majority... Yeah, the CIA give you any good drugs. Responding to the general lady's request, he did not. He did not supply the 48 hours rule. uh, 48 hours notice required by the rule. Mr. Chairman. Then I insist on my objection, having failed to follow... I just want some shit. I'm I'm not high enough for this shit. An objection objection. has been heard. The video will not be shown. I appeal the ruling of the chair. The ruling has been made. There's been an objection. There's been no ruling that was made. There's been no ruling that's been made. There's been an objection. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to speak regarding no. You're at that. That's out of order. Yeah, I think it's wrong for Jim Jordan to be no on this committee. There is such a rule? There is not. Not in our rules. Mr. Chairman, what are you afraid of? There is such a rule. You object. Being a material witness. Mr. Chairman, what are our colleagues on the other side of the aisle afraid of? Are they afraid of videos of parents? The gentleman was recognized for his opening statement. Is he finished no, with his opening statement? I'm not finished with my opening statement. I seek recognition for a moment. It's not a rule. It's, 
it's uh, what you said. I think the term you use is it's protocol. The gentlewoman objected. The, uh, conduct. They're wanting to. They're, they were asking about. Oh, we, video. we understood you had a video. I see right. January 6th. Gentlewoman. And I believe they had a video of Steve Bannon that they wanted the to enter into evidence. Mr. Chairman, I see. The gentleman. But they didn't do it within the 48 hours. We had. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll yield back in just a second, and, and particularly if you're going to recognize me. No, I haven't yielded back yet. I said I will in a second. Um, and, and because Jim Jordan is a material witness, he's trying to do everything he can to hold it up. The, it will not be – an objection has been heard that uh, you failed to give the 48 hours request required by the rule, and therefore – What rule? Mr. Chairman, what rule? You have to say Parliament inquiry, what rule? Please present the rule. In the case of audio... Or it might actually be the Republicans are wanting to present possibly the... The committee developed a written protocol... Rape case in Virginia. This protocol simply requires members to provide 48 hours notice they are going to use audiovisual materials. Until recently, this kind of... Of the parent being arrested in Loudoun County, Virginia. ...manage hearings and make sure videos played properly. The gentlewoman has objected to the... 420 left... Gentlemen did not provide the agreed upon 48 hours notice. Playing audiovisual materials during a committee hearing is the equivalent of introducing printed materials. This is one of the problems with the fact that I don't watch this shit before I come like I can't explain it either. Members have the right to object if they so choose, and an objection has been heard. Mr. Chairman, did we ever vote on that? That's a clever written statement, but a, a protocol is not a rule. Statement. I try to I try to get the juicy clips. Mr. Chairman, obviously you're not going to let us play it. Obviously you're going to censor us, which is sort of the, the, the conduct of the left today, it seems, um, and Democrats. Cancel culture, he's calling it. Enemy yields back. A point of order? General will state his point of order. We didn't even hear from Merrick Garland at all in this clip. This is not a rule. That is not a point of order, as I said before. Playing audiovisual materials during committee hearing is the equivalent of introducing printed materials into the hearing record. In the normal course of business, we do not object to each other. All right, so this is from the same hearing. This is Representative Chip Roy. This is actually from a right-wing site. They're promoting it. Because he questions Merrick Garland about this rape case I just referenced in Loudoun County, Virginia. Because Loudoun County prosecutors confirmed that the boy who assaulted this young girl in Broad Run High School is the same boy who wore a skirt and went into a girl's bathroom, sodomized and raped a 14-year-old girl in a different Loudoun County High School on May 28th. Are you aware of that? Remember, this is the story that was broke by the Daily Wire. We watched the original video like back in July of when the incident happened and the parent was arrested. Apparently, according to the Daily Wire, he was there to talk about the rape of his child in May at that school. They transferred the boy to another school and he assaulted someone else is the story the Daily Wire is telling. I have not seen that confirmed from another news outlet. 
So I do not know what the actual story is. And that is the story that Representative Roy is referencing here to Merrick Garland. Like, I've not seen any kind of police report, anything like that. Those facts. The, the boy was, are you aware firmly, are you, sorry, are you aware further that the boy was arrested and charged for the first assault in July, but released from juvenile detention? This sounds like a state case and I'm not familiar with it. I'm sorry. You agree with Loudon parents. You said it is not okay to allow a child that has been charged with a rape to go back into a school in that public school system. Again, I don't know any of the facts of this case, but uh, but uh, the way you put it, it certainly sounds like I would agree with you. But FBI, I don't know the facts of the case. Is the FBI or the Department of Justice investigating the Loudoun School Board for violating civil rights or under authority of, say, the Violence Against Women Act? Uh, I don't believe so, but I don't know the answer to that. I'd ask why not, because on June 22nd at a school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, the superintendent, Scott Ziegler, declared in front of the father of the girl who had been raped that the predator, transgender student, or person simply does not exist. And that to his knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restrooms. When this statement bothered the father of the girl, I'm a father of a daughter, I believe you are too, sir. The girl who had been raped, sodomized in the bathroom of a high school by a dude wearing a skirt, that father... Once again, I do not know what the local report is from the police on the ground. This is all coming from the Daily Wire. This is 100% the parents' recollection of events and their retelling of the story. Reacted. Now, that father reacted by simply using a derogatory word. And he went to Fox That's News and said he, was, he, he it wasn't political. Somebody said that it didn't occur? Again, I, I don't know anything about the facts of this case, but derogatory words are not what my memorandum is about. Well, the victim's I think we got audio everywhere. ...telling the crowd what happened. My child was raped at school, she said. Behind her, the victim's father is seen being arrested, bloodied. This man, this arrest of a 48-year-old plumber, became the poster boy for the new domestic terrorism, the Biden administration, the administration in which you serve has concocted to destroy anyone who gets in the way. As members said, the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the president citing Smith's case. We all know this to be true. Attorney General, do you believe that a father attending a meeting exercising... We all know this to be true. No, I have my questions. Like, it may very well be true. I don't know it. I don't know that the facts are what have been stated either. Yes or no? No, I do not think that parents getting angry at school boards for whatever reason constitute domestic terrorism. It's not even a close question. To be clear, even if there's a threat of violence, do you believe that it's terrorism that the FBI has the power to target American citizens in local disputes because a father gets mad? Now, I'm not saying Mr. Smith did that. In fact, he didn't. I can tell you how I sure as hell would have reacted. Mr. Smith should be given a medal for his... Calm to be able to hold back his anger. But we don't know what the facts are. Sexual assault according to state law. It may have very well happened. Again, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this case. 
Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? Okay, now, the, the, the thing that's really weird about this is, like, he's signing a specific law signed by the Virginia legislator. This happened in a district that is predominantly like Bush appointees. When they left government, moved to this district. It's a suburb suburb of D.C. It's bougie as fuck. That's where uh, a fight broke out at a school board meeting. And that is the instance that he is referencing right there. And that has been used by the media repeatedly showing violence breaking out at school board meetings, this dude getting arrested. And the right is claiming he was just there because his kid was raped by someone pretending to be transgender. They put on a skirt and went into a bathroom that like it just sounds convenient and it was the daily wire that broke the story when the when the parent was arrested in July apparently the student was arrested in July and it was alleged to have happened in May I just, I have questions because it originated with the Daily Wire. And I remember watching the video of the parent getting arrested, but I don't remember him saying anything about a rape. Now that's, I smoke a fucking lot of pot, so who knows. I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Do you agree with the following statement? Inspector freaking... Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh- what should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department... Be- because this boy supposedly put on a skirt and went into a women's bathroom and uh, he put it in graphic detail, raped and sodomized a girl. Exactly. And there's, there's even another story ab- about exactly that happening that somebody put on like a stupid wig and had a mask and they went into a women's restroom department has no role with respect to what curriculum is taught in the schools this is a matter uh, for um, local decision making and not for the justice department and we are not in any way suggesting that we have any i would note that that statement was by democratic uh, gubernatorial candidate in the commonwealth of virginia i would note that there are a number of other issues of concerns the virginia department of education what's being taught there and the fact the lack and the total failure of loudon county of reporting all of these incidents that have occurred in loudon county public schools I've got eight seconds left. Attorney General Garland, I sent a letter along with my colleague Thomas Massey regarding the incidents of January 6th on May 13th and on July 15th and have not gotten a response from the Department lady, of Justice. You fucking Thomas Massey. All right, continuing with Garland, but moving on to a different topic. Garland was asked point blank about a vote that would take place later on in the day about holding... 
So Steve I ask Bannon in, in contempt. Regardless of politics, will the department follow the facts and the law and expeditiously consider the referrals put forth by the select committee if and when they are approved by the full house? So the department recognizes the important oversight role that this committee, the House of Representatives, and the Senate play uh, with respect to um, the executive branch. Um, I will say what uh, spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia said, I think, yesterday or the day before. The House of Representatives votes um, uh, for a referral of a contempt charge. Um, the, the, uh, um, the Department of Justice will do what it always does in such circumstances. It will apply the facts and the law and make a decision consistent with the principles of prosecution. That vote happened later on in the afternoon after that hearing, which was this morning. This was Kevin McCarthy this morning asked about it. This is a committee that Congress created, that the House created. That no, no, let, let, let's no hold on. That the House created. They issued a subpoena by the chairman, which there are all these things that are allowed under the rules. The House created the committee with a vote. So um, what makes it invalid in your eyes? Yeah, the first premise that you said. The House did not create something. It was a select committee that for the first time in the history of Congress that the minority was not able to participate in. No, No, that you were totally able to participate. You threw a temper tantrum. And if it's not that, it's not viewed as a committee. This is being used. So they grabbed the Republicans who were willing to participate. For legislative body. Tell me, okay, tell me what's the legislative body of this. They are using this to target their opponents. And even if you want to come to the basis that one person says they have executive privilege, nobody knows the answer to that. Not the committee, nor I, nor even Bannon. The courts can decide that. But this committee is not allowing him to even go to the court. To they are that. represented. That's not the role. Republicans are represented on the committee. One, allow the minority, like any time in the history, a point on there so they don't utilize it to target people. We Wrong. The government today now targeting parents because they want to have a say in their Fucking Cheney is the vice chair of why the committee. Was the, why was the... Capitol so ill-prepared and make sure it never happens again. They have a legislative right to do that. That's what they should focus on. Not go focus on and targeting any political opponent that you think is out there. They can't... Uh, There are too many... We need to ban all the flags. There are too many flags everywhere. Fuck all these flags. Big flag is is controlling our government. I'm against big flag. You got that from the Brennan... um, Center as well. They're concerned about hey, you. Fuck happens. one of them. Fuck like they you don't need you don't need your fucking flags. Last question. Let me tell you where you can stick your fucking flags. Pelosi never gave us an equal committee. No, listen. I don't like big flags, little flags. You can stick them all up your ass. First and foremost. I went to Pelosi in the very even those, even those little tiny flags that you wave at parades and Pelosi shit. Fuck your flags. Six weeks. When we wanted to have a fair process all the way through, she's the one who continued to deny it. While she did that, the Senate went out within their committees and by... I believe that was you, sir. Why was the Capitol so ill-prepared and gave you recommendations on how to make it not happen again? There were Capitol Police officers that were in on it. And there were people in the executive branch giving orders to not cooperate. See, see, like, my page is still, like, 
getting likes even though I haven't been allowed to post in over like 20 something days. Representative Jim Jordan says all this Bannon bullshit is just it's just to get back at Trump. I thank the gentleman for yielding. Um, look, we've seen the worst 10 months of any administration in history. We went from a secure border to chaos. We went from safe streets to violent crime. We've seen stable prices turn into inflation and empty shelves. We've, the respect around the world we had has now turned into the debacle that was the exit from Afghanistan. Now, we're, we're going to hear from experts on exactly what's causing the supply chain issues later, as well as, as understanding the employment labor shortage, some people are labeling it. I cannot wait to watch that story from Florida. But it has nothing to do with Joe fucking Biden. And we went from peace in the middle... And what is up with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Like, she got a wild look on her her face. Not to mention energy independence to now the spectacle of the President of the United States begging OPEC to increase production. But what scares me most... Is what this administration and well, I, they've been holding back on barrels, haven't they, to artificially inflate the the price? As I understand it, that is not a Joe Biden issue. Today in the country where our full congregation can't meet on Sunday morning, your right to petition your government, your right to assemble, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, every single one's been attacked. We just learned, we just learned in the Judiciary Committee from the Attorney General, Attorney General. This dude tried to institute a coup is talking about freedoms being under attack. Five days later, the Attorney General issues a memo to do just that. First sentence of the memo says this. This is the Attorney General's memo. In recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats at school board meetings. Inflation is caused by not taxing the rich. What's the data? What did you review? Guess what his answer was? His only evidence, the only thing he reviewed was the letter from the school board association, from a political organization. And now they're going to target parents at school board meetings. And we have the January 6th committee issuing... Oh my God, did Jim Jordan just say, when talking about an issue with school boards, the Biden administration responded to what the school board committee said. Oh my God, I can't believe that's who he's listening to. It seems weird to consult the school board committee about shit going on in school boards in the country. That's... That's kind of like listening to epidemiologists about vaccine advice. Why would why would we ever do that? Subpoena after subpoena. Eleven of the people they've issued subpoenas to were names on an application asking the government for permission to hold the rally. Independent individuals exercising their First Amendment right to assemble. Has he lost a little weight? The government granted them permission, and now these twenty and thirty year olds whose name are on that application, they're going to be deposed by these guys for simply exercising their first. Here's what they're asking them. Here's what they ask him. We want to know who the selection of speakers, who, who the speakers were and how were they selected. We want to know any communications these people who put their names on a permit got permission from the government. We want to know any member of Congress you talk to. Yes. Yes, we want to know. Your right to petition your government. If they talk to Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Dan Crenshaw. I've got a whole list of them. Discussions of contents. 
This sounds like what the IRS did to people 10 years ago when they were asking 501c groups applying for tax exempt status, do you pray at the start of your meeting? I mean, first it's school boards, then it's people applying for permit. We saw what they did to people, what the IRS did to people. Oh, my God. They asked church groups. Not to mention what else the committee Applying for church status if they were churchy? I can't believe it. Oh, my God, Jim Jordan. Think about that. Every call someone made to hundreds and hundreds, supposedly, according to news reports, they've done this for text to your spouse, calls to your mom, preserve it all. And this is just what we They've know. been listening to my calls to my mom? I mean, now Steve Bannon. And now Steve Bannon. Mr. Bannon is a target of the investigation for the investigation because, quote, this is from the Select Committee's own report, quote, his efforts to plan political activity. That's the standard. Yeah. Yeah. If you're involved in political activity, they're going to investigate you. We know what this no, is. No, 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 no. Like, Steve Bannon is legit. Like, they were just shorthanding for the fact that Steve Bannon has been advising dictators in other fucking countries. Steve Bannon has been in on some crazy-ass shit. Twice. While he was in office, they tried to do that. Jim Jordan might be in real trouble, too. All because this guy cut taxes, reduced regulations. Well, but economy, Jim Jordan is defending him because, like, he might be implicated. Marjorie Taylor Greene is defending him because she might be implicated. So they need to do everything they can to try to throw a wrench in the investigation. But they're coming after him. The Reuters story said this. The FBI has found no evidence that President Trump or people directly around him were involved in organizing the violence. They don't care. They don't care. The FBI has no evidence. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. No evidence of a coordinated plan. They don't care. They're going to drag these 11 people into subpoenas, in for depositions with subpoenas, because they're so determined to get their political in. Gentlemen's time. Well, let's, let's, let's find out if people were coordinating. Like, here's another representative that I think may be in on it. His name is uh, Matt Gates, and I wonder, how in the fuck is he still in Congress? How in the fuck is this motherfucker still in Congress? On the floor of the House of Representatives, listening to the Democrats and socialists and their Republican puppets, reviewing Steve Bannon's... And their Republican puppets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's like how you discredit Liz fucking Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. You call them Republican-controlled puppets. Wow. Fucking Gates isn't looking all that good right now, I think. ...reconciliation deal legislation to help the American people. It's a little flush. not here because of democracy. Save me the alligator tears on that. These are the folks who assaulted our democracy for two years under the specter of the Russia hoax. And it's sure not about violence, because they didn't seem to give a damn when our country... Oh, we've got Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino might be quitting radio. Find out why later on in the show. If it was about congressional process, Democrats would be doing what they have done in other cases. They would go to court. You want Dan Bongino? I've got Dan Bongino. did for Trump's taxes. He's fresh out of adrenochrome. In the Mazars matter or in the Don McGahn matter is because in each of those circumstances, they did not prevail in court. The courts realized that their, their subpoenas were overly broad. So instead of using the real process, here we are just enduring this politics and because they can't build enduring this politics they just decided to build back meaner i yield back 
Meaner! They were mean to Matt Gaines! They were mean to Matt Gaines! On the same day that he gave that impassioned speech, we find out that uh, the Justice Department has added two top prosecutors to the Matt Gates case. The move by the department is a sign of the complex and high-stakes nature of the sex trafficking investigation into Representative Gates, a close ally of Donald Trump. We're reading from the New York Times, by the way. Uh, the Justice Department has added two top prosecutors from Washington to the child sex trafficking investigation of Representative Matt Gates, according to two people briefed on the on the matter. A sign of the complex. I just read that the prosecutors won a public corruption investigator with an expertise in child exploitation crimes, and the other, a top leader of the public corruption unit, have been working on the Florida-based investigation for at least three months. The people said it is not unusual for prosecutors from the Justice Department in Washington to be added to local teams of federal investigators in high profile cases that require a deep and specific and specific expertise like sex crimes. Got to bring in the sex crimes expert. The Washington prosecutors have joined a group of federal authorities in Florida who have been investigating accusations of sex trafficking, fraud, and corruption by several people connected to Republican politics in Florida, including Mr. Gates. The authorities have been examining whether Mr. Gates violated a federal child sex trafficking law by providing goods or payments to a 17-year-old girl in exchange for sex. It seems pretty open and shut, seeing as his friend has already flipped and apparently turned state's witness. Despite the wide-ranging, that was not written in the New York Times article, that was my commentary. Despite the wide-ranging nature of the case, only one person has been publicly charged, a former local tax collector named Joel Greenberg. Speak of the devil! He had pleaded guilty to sex trafficking the same 17-year-old girl and other corruption and fraud charges. Mr. Greenberg agreed to cooperate with the government's investigation, telling authorities that he saw Mr. Gates and others have sex with the girl. How is Matt Gates still in Congress? Now, I did read a story that his fundraising has cratered and that he's actually in the hole for this past quarter. So, maybe maybe his support is drying up. Why anybody would support him is beyond me. But he, he you know, travels in a really weird circle. Here are the nine Republicans who voted with the Democrats to hold... Steve Bannon in contempt. Nine House Republicans voted with all Democrats on Thursday to adopt a resolution holding former Trump White House strategist Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena from the committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Cheney and Kinzinger are the two Republican members of the January 6th Select Committee and were the only Republicans who voted in favor of creating the panel back in June after an effort to establish a bipartisan independent commission stalled in the Senate. 
All but two of the nine Republicans who backed holding Bannon in contempt also voted to impeach former President Trump after the January 6th insurrection. Fitzpatrick and Mace, who both represent competitive districts, did not vote to impeach Trump for inciting the riot in January, but have occasionally broken with their party on certain issues. The nine defections on Thursday came despite House GOP leadership, formally urging their rank and file to vote against the resolution that refers Bannon to the Justice Department for criminal prosecution. Notice from House Minority Whip Steve Scalise's office, on Wednesday, argues that the select committee is more interested in pursuing a partisan agenda to politicize the January 6th attack rather than conducting a legitimate good-faith investigation into the security failures leading up to and on that day. Uh, it didn't actually list everybody. Well, she... The Hill, great reporting. The Hill. It said the nine Republicans who voted to hold Bannon in contempt. Where's the? Where's the? We know Cheney and Kinzinger, Fitzpatrick and Mace. Uh, Catco. So we know five of the nine. Yeah, didn't tell us. It appears that there may be fraud on the January 6th committee coming from Republicans. Representative Cheney reveals that the GOP's banks claimed he was on the January 6th panels, uh, was on the January 6th panel and that it was the ranking member Representative Jim Banks has sent numerous letters claiming to be the ranking member of the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And this is according to the committee's vice chair, Liz Cheney. Cheney entered copies of the letters into the legislative... He sent out letters saying he was the ranking member of the committee. Jim Banks, a Republican from Illinois, who was not on the committee... Cheney entered copies of the letters into the legislative record during debate over whether the House should refer former uh, Trump White House strategist Stephen Bannon to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. It would seem that we need to refer this congressman for criminal prosecution because that definitely seems like obstruction of justice. He noted that the Speaker had determined that he wouldn't be on the committee, so I would like to introduce for the record... A uh, number of letters the gentleman from Indiana has been sending. Did I say Illinois earlier? Um, it says I-L-L, doesn't it? I don't think Indiana is I-L-L. I don't know if he's from Indiana or not. Maybe, maybe he's from Illinois. Maybe he's from Indiana. Man, the hill is on fire tonight. Serving Indiana. 
And the abbreviation for Indiana is not I-L-L, right? Did I fuck that up? Does that not say I-L-L? It's even Illinois is just like I-L, correct? Motherfucker committing fraud. Ildiana. <laughs> Ildiana. I could refer this motherfucker to the DOJ as well. Let's look at the right spin on the committee, though. What they're trying to say in right wing media. A.G. Garland debunks Democrat insurrection claims about January 6th. Here we have, uh, this looks like Representative Louis Gohmert. Defendant in- it, is, it is Louis Gohmert. It's a 22-second clip. Involved in the January 6th events, been charged with insurrection. I, I don't believe so. Uh, well, that is the word most used by Democrats here on Capitol Hill by January 6th, but no one has been charged with it that we could find either. Has it-, it was it was an attempted coup by the dumbest fucks walking the planet. They didn't succeed. <laughs> and the feds seem to be going incredibly uh, light on them to the point where judges are asking, are you sure this is all you want to charge them with? Including Trump-appointed judges. That has happened. But Town Hall isn't going to tell you that. No, 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 no. We give you a 22-second clip. Well, he said there was no insurrection, so there was no insurrection. It was indeed a terrorist attack on the United States. See what Pelosi had to say. This was after the vote to hold Bannon in contempt. Uh, thank you so much. Federal agents were indeed among the insurrectionists. This was not. This is not Nancy Pelosi. I believe this is Nancy Pelosi. So far, Congress has, in recent years, has relied on contempt referrals and civil suits. Why continue to outsource enforcement of Congress's own authority to the courts? Why- Get the sergeant in arms and hogtie them and bring them in front of Congress. Congress's inherent contempt authority. To, to advance what bill? Uh, the Raskin uh, Lou bill. Resolution that would enable well, Congress we have to a, a, a protect our democracy legislation. We can't let them cover it up. It's being led by uh, Mr. Uh, Adam Schiff and uh, Jamie. All of the, uh, captures many of those concerns, uh, but we don't take it to court. When we subpoena people; they take it to court. But the fact is that, that we, uh, we. That's why we're going to criminal contempt here. Because this is this goes beyond. We fucking need new blood. Now there is a rumor that she is going to resign from her position by the end of the year. I assume that's just a 
sensational headline that I saw on a right-wing bullshit site. Take that for what you will. I doubt she's leaving. I, I fucking I am already planning to donate to the campaign that is running against her in 2022. Still relies on the discretion of the Justice Department. That old bat is going to die in office. And again, we, you will be. But she's not articulate in any way. She's a bad representative of the Democratic Party. Our democracy legislation. Her and Schumer both. They're boring as fuck. Put forth in that regard. I don't know if the Republicans want to protect our democracy. So far, we haven't seen a lot of evidence of that. I don't know that you want to protect our democracy, ma'am. They think they'll have a Republican president. Or, the, or we have a Democratic president now when they want to protect our democracy from... Thank you. Thank you. you know what? I want to tell you something. Have you read the Protect Our Democracy Act? Yes, oh, good. Then you know it addresses many of the qu- concerns that you have. Thank you all. Madam Speaker, will there be an infrastructure vote next week? Well, if they can reach a deal by tomorrow, which I'm guessing they won't, My representative is one of the dumbest motherfuckers walking the planet. His name is Mo Brooks. He was also implicated in January the 6th. Apparently Mo uh, failed to disclose personal stock sales. He's running to be the senator from Alabama. Brooks sold up to 50 grand in vaccine makers stock and didn't report the sale for nearly two months. He failed to report up to fifty grand in sales of Pfizer stock for nearly two months, a violation of the Stock Act, which requires members of Congress to disclose their stock purchases and sales in a timely fashion. This is according to extensive reporting by Business Insider. Brooks is the front runner. I, I can't believe that. This is the man who said there was a war on white people. He said that rocks going into the ocean was the cause of... The rising sea levels. Brooks is the front runner in the race for a U.S. Senate seat. Purchased the pharmaceutical company's stock despite publicly criticizing both the vaccine maker and the vaccine. He sold the stock on August 16th, according to Business Insider, and didn't report the transaction until October 14th, nearly a month after the 30-day deadline imposed by the Stock Act. But apparently we have some new rules that are getting imposed that hopefully puts an end to any of these motherfuckers having stock. Federal officials will be banned from owning individual stocks, according to Jerome Powell. In new guidelines, two Fed presidents stepped down last month after disclosures that they had engaged in trading of individual securities last year. Oh, I guess this is just going to apply to the Federal Reserve officials. It needs to be anybody in the federal goddamn government, including representatives and senators. 
Responding to a growing controversy over investing practices, the Federal Reserve on Thursday announced a ban on officials owning individual stocks and limits on other activities as well. The ban includes top policymakers, such as those who sit on the Federal Open Market Committee, along with senior staff. Future investments will have to be confined to diversified assets, such as mutual funds. Fed officials can no longer have holdings and shares of, polit- of particular companies, nor can they invest in individual bonds, hold agency securities, or derivative contracts. The new rules replace existing regulations that, while somewhat restrictive, still allowed members to buy and sell stocks. Goddamn. Speaking of stock, trading has been halted for the company that is apparently handling Trump's new social media website. Trading in Trump-linked SPAC halted as shares soar on social media deal. Trading in Trump-linked SPAC Digital World Acquisition Corp. DWAC halted after shares soared following the announcement of former President Trump's new social media network, Truth Social. Truth Social, ladies. Where's the... Does it not have a, does there not a truthsocial.com where I go and I create a pro, what the fuck is this shit? Digital World Acquisition stock was the most actively traded stock on Fidelity as well as consolidated tape of the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ listings according to CNBC. The company's stock skyrocketed more than 130% before trading was halted for a second time on Thursday, the outlet reported. At one point, the stock surged by up to 160%. Trump announced the launch of Truth Social on Wednesday night, saying it would stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Of course, I'm going to go put my shit on it. Throw my videos up there if I can. I don't even know what it is. It's probably some fucking, it's probably a scam. A beta launch of the beta of the site for invited guests is scheduled for November. Oh, so not even a thing yet. A full launch is expected in the first quarter of 2022. As part of the launch, the former president announced that Trump Media and Technology Group would enter a definitive merger agreement with DWOC. It will allow TMTG to become a publicly listed company subject to regulatory approval. Well, damn. I thought it was already launched. I thought I was going to be able to go sign up. It only exists in his head. Probably, that's the only place it's going to exist. I don't know. I got cat hair in my nose or some shit. Everything that went wrong with Donald Trump's new social network in the first 24 hours, and it hasn't even launched yet. On Wednesday, former President Donald Trump announced plans to launch a new social media platform called Truth Social to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. 
the forthcoming app, which the announcement claims will have a beta launch, beta, in November and a wider rollout early next year. This is the first project from the new Trump Media and Technology Group. Zeus Social will be a lot like Twitter, with the primary interface consisting of a feed of short posts from users you follow. However, these posts will be called truths instead of tweets. Truths instead of tweets. And reshares will be known as retruths. This isn't Orwellian at all. While the platform wasn't supposed to have its soft launch until next month, users found a way to access the site and were setting up accounts within hours of the announcement. One vandal claimed that at Donald J. Trump handle... One vandal claimed the at Donald J. Trump handle and posted a picture of a pig with extremely large testicles. Truth Social eventually cut off access... Though screenshots of the interface uh, taken before then suggest that the platform is basically just a fork of Mastodon. I don't know what that is. Apparently he's using Mastodon's code base without credit. The Mastodon Twitter account tweeted in response to Daily Dot reporter Michael Thalen or Mikhail Thalen posting a screenshot of a Truth Social account. Let's can we see the screenshot? What does this shit look like? This is Truth Social. I wanted to. I want to see the pig that was on his profile. So apparently they're just they're scamming another company. This is so Trump like. Wow. I, what do you mean everything is subjective? Not to Donald Trump. Anything he says is the fucking truth. This old lady is getting ready to open. I guess it's, I guess it's her birthday present. Let's find out how she feels about it. I've got a shirt. I've got a shirt. Let's see what it says. Uh, what does it say, Chels? Hashtag FJB. Yeah. That's pretty cool, ain't it? Man, I'm telling you, it is. She don't even fucking know. <laughs> Do you know what FJB means? No. <laughs> fuck Joe Biden. Oh, goodness. That's what I say, too. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him. But, yeah, I'm not a Republican, though. Am I a capitalist? Am I a socialist? Are you a capitalist or are you a socialist? Fox's Bill Hemmer 
asking the tough question to Representative Mark Pocan. Many people uh, in my district and across the country are still hurting, which is why but a lot we're more trying to people get can hurt with inflation. There. You know the trap that comes with that type of economics now. Uh, do you consider yourself a capitalist or a socialist? Um, I've been a small business owner for 33 years, so you tell me. Okay, all right, so you're saying capitalist. <laughs> I know a little bit you're, about uh, capitalism. Let's you're saying way. you're a capitalist, correct? Yeah, when you're... Himmer doesn't know the definition of the word. You got out of college and had hair and longer than probably... But you can't make fun of people with hillbilly accents. I got a hillbilly accent. Congress have owned a small business. Yeah, hey now, Curiouser says... Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at understanding okay, capitalism. I, I appreciate I, the I, answer. I love the answer. However, in this tax yeah. plan here, you're going to go after some Americans, and you're going you're gonna to tax more than 60% of their gross income, depending on where they live in the country. I'm, I, taxes aren't socialism. Taxes aren't communism. Spending on infrastructure by the government is not especially when you're bidding it out to private companies is not socialism or communism fox doesn't even know socialism anytime government does something i i i know you want the revenue is that fair no, so that is a misrepresentation of what Joe oh, Biden has in his plan. And there is no final bill out there yet, right? So we have what we passed in the House, but until we see a final bill, we'll see it. What Joe Biden Is he trying to do the Tucker look? And corporations that often haven't paid their fair share, like my constituents have of their taxes, uh, often who hide their profits overseas, they're the ones going to pay it. So all of this talk about how big the bill is, it's going to cost nothing to the average person. Right, but they right. will find my point some is some Americans who are high. Really it's revenue neutral, which Republicans can't wrap their heads around. Because you hear them saying like, oh, the $3.5 trillion costs $0. Duh, Democrats can't do math. Are you a capitalist or are you a socialist? Go ask a young person that who's had to deal with this kind of bullshit. Florida man. God, I think fucking yes, the, the... puppy that was stolen during a shootout that happened in florida stay tuned for that florida man applies for 60 jobs and gets one interview well one man's quest to find a job is raising questions about the labor shortage right now he says he applied to more than 60 entry-level positions entry-level but he got one interview and he's not the only one as fox 13's jordan bowen reports jobs are posted people are qualified but for some (laughs) the hiring isn't happening for people like Tanya Azam, the job search has been a never-ending cycle of submitting applications, following up with calls, but getting no responses. It's like frustrating because I know myself because I used to work at an and tailor as a sales lead position. So why now no one is getting is accepting me as a, the same sales lead position? Azam also previously worked as a medical assistant and has a bachelor's degree, but has been out of work for the last five months after her former employer reduced her hours. Now she says no job is off the table. She's applied for entry-level jobs at Target, Walmart, Good Lord. Max, McDonald's, Outback Steakhouse, and anywhere else that's late-stage capitalist hellscape. They just say, uh, we are waiting for the hiring manager to come and they can call you back 
or you have to wait a couple of days so we can see it, your application online. And no one just can't be back. Like Azam, Joey Holtz, a former food service worker and charter boat crewman, is running into the same problem. This doesn't make any sense. If everybody's hiring and everybody's so desperate for employees, then why aren't they even responding to an email? So he started an... Because it's bullshit. ...for 30 days. Of the 60 positions he applied to, he received nine email responses, one follow-up call, and one interview for a construction job advertised as a full-time position paying $10 an hour, but turned it down when he learned it was only part-time. According to a survey of more than 1,800 job seekers by the career site FlexJobs... At $10 an hour. Yeah, fuck that shit. Reasons could vary depending on the company, but experts say the hesitation could be due to problems with application screening programs, managers being too busy to respond to every applicant, or employers only wanting to hire applicants who come recommended we have good skills they have to consider all people they have to uh, get interview with hot garbage maybe they fuck that shit morning in tampa jordan bowen fox 13 news now experts also say make sure you tailor your resume for each job that you apply to it's a lot of extra work but it's an important step that way hiring managers can see that you well you know like all my resumes say i was news director of a radio station 11 However many it was. Let's talk about the great resignation. Why so many people are saying, fuck you, and quitting their jobs. I am loving seeing people's texts back and forth with their boss. Their bosses are being dickheads. They're like, you know what? Fuck off. I quit. Why I quit? People share the reasons they left their jobs. This is from BuzzFeed. Tiffany Chin had always wanted to be a clothing designer when she was an undergraduate studying fashion at New York City's Parsons School of Design. She dreamed of having her own clothing line. The past seemed simple enough. She would work for someone and gain the necessary knowledge and experience. But over time, uh, the passion dismissed. Like, God damn it, I wish I could fucking... Uh, Uh, okay. I I find you hard to believe. Let go, Brandon. Let go, Brandon. What's Brandon letting go of? Don't let go. That's what Invogue said. Let go, Brandon. Oh, I love it. That's why, like, I stopped dead in my tracks. <laughs> I was like, let go, Brandon. Brother. We we just, you missed the grandmother that got a fuck Joe Biden shirt. She was really excited about it. We all, all of us over here, we say fuck Joe Biden, but, like, we're just not dumbass Republicans. We never gave a shit about Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the compromise. And what state is your state? I mean, unemployment levels are basically pre-pandemic levels now. I'm pretty sure anybody that wants to hire somebody, that really wants to hire somebody, there's there's a thought process among some that companies that got PPP loans... We're told that they, you know, could get forgiveness 
if they were unable to hire workers. So perhaps there are companies that are acting like they're hard up for workers just so they can turn that in to get PPP loan forgiveness. This is a very, I didn't realize that this was going to be like this kind of an in-depth article. I'm not reading all this. Instead, let's listen to Dave Ramsey tell us all how to get out of debt. Because that's that's what we need right now. Baby steps, baby steps. How to get out of debt, live on a budget, be generous, live on less. The way you get out of debt is increase your wages. That's 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 the way to get out of debt. Then you make. So you have a Not even seven steps. It's one simple step. And later for investing. And all of those principles work, but people kept saying, which one do I do first? And so I started laying out, well, you should do this first and that first. You should have an emergency fund before you start your 401k. And uh, then I figured out it's easier to have an emergency fund if you don't have any payments. And so you need to get out of debt first. Because, of course, I learned my lesson the hard way going bankrupt and getting out of debt and uh, learning how important it was to be debt-free as a process, as a part of building wealth. So all of that started to formulate after a few years of teaching in various settings and what became Financial Peace University. It used to be called Life After Debt. And it started Let go, Brandon. The Baby Steps. And the interesting thing is, is that now the baby steps have gone into the Total Money Makeover book, which has sold almost 10 million copies, and they have become the proven plan, the shortest distance between where you are now and wealth. Where you are, if you'll live like no one else. So far, he has said nothing of substance. Like no one else. What is the shortest distance? And, and we need a path to run on. A piece of string. Eat an elephant. It's overwhelming. Do I do my 401k with the match or my kid's college? Or do I have an emergency fund? Or do I pay on this 18% credit card debt? Or, 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 and nothing gets done. You get paralysis of the analysis. You get frozen. Absolutely. And this step, uh, these baby steps have worked for me. They've worked for millions. And it's really simple. If you do it, they work. Give us a step. Give us a step. Having this foundation, saving $1,000 for a starter emergency fund. This is just a small buffer between. Oh, I just have to save $1,000. Exactly. And if you have. I just have to say, just save $1,000. Any money you have that's not retirement, anything you can sell that is not retirement. Oh, and I'm still still putting into my retirement while I'm saving this $1,000. Grandpa left you. You got a gold bar under your bed. I don't know what it is, but you got any money that's above $1,000. Maybe you got $10,000 in a savings account. That's $9,000 you've got that you don't need past baby step one. We're going to put it all on baby step two, and baby step two is the famous one. That's the debt snowball where you list your debts smallest to largest. You pay minimum payments on everything but the little one, and you attack the little one with a vengeance. Side note, baby step. Okay, like I really only have one real debt, Dave Ramsey. Only one. So I would just assume that's the that's that's the one we tackle. And I the only way that's getting tackled in my lifetime is if, you know, Joe Biden comes in, takes his little pen, and does this thing called student loan forgiveness. That 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 
Just baby steps. That's baby step number two. Joe Biden comes in and does student loan forgiveness. Step one should not take you more than 30 days. Maximum. You need to work extra, sell some stuff, have a garage sale, put the kids on Craigslist, whatever you got to do here. Let's get it done. And, you know. Attack the little one with vengeance. Quick. Baby step two, you should be debt free but your house. Now, you may have to sell a stupid boat. Uh, you may have to yeah, sell your stupid boat. Most people that have followed the total money makeover baby steps in like I have a fucking boat to sell are debt free inside of two years. Yeah, and that's with doing it with some gazelle intensity, like you talk about in Financial Peace University. And once you pay off all that debt, now you freed up all those payments, right? You have a- so, guys, are you are you following with Dave Ramsey? It's easy. It's easy. Baby steps to get out of debt. You just you save a thousand dollars and you sell your boat. And if you've got ten thousand dollars in your savings account, you don't really need that nine thousand past the thousand that, that that's your first baby step. So take that nine thousand and pay towards your debt. This is how we're gonna get out of debt. Easy peasy. That income Think back about in what it'd be life. like to have no payments but a house payment. <sighs> wow. We're breathing Wow. Eat. And then we can move on uh, to step three. Where we save Imagine what it's like to have a house payment. <laughs> something that something that a lot of people in my generation are are never going to achieve. Especially if you have a job where you might have to move ever so often, like just you're in a perpetual state of renting. <laughs> Imagine, uh, imagine only having a house payment. Oh, my God. Three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency. Yeah, fuck credit scores. They, like, they didn't exist. We are the bank now. Like, Gen X are like the first generation with credit scores. Dave, you need to be positive. Why'd you guys accept that shit? You need to be ready when crap happens. There's a pandemic coming around every corner. There's something coming. And if you have $20,000 cash in the bank, three to six months of expenses, whatever it is, and you have... No payments. You are the third pick. So now, so now, that's now. That's the one that's in the brick house. So now we we just got to have $20,000 in the bank. We're set. We're set. You just got to have $20,000 in the bank. By the way, in America, most people like will wipe out $20,000 in one medical emergency easy. When the big bad wolf comes, you're ready for life. You're ready to go. Now you're ready to build wealth. But that you just uh, zero. You're, you're just, not ready for life. When you have that emergency fund and you're debt free, now you're ready to build wealth. And in baby step four, you put 15% of your income aside into good growth stock mutual funds in retirement plans. Start where 15% of my income. And if you exhausted Roth and match and still are not to 15%, then go on to a traditional 401k or IRA. But do Roths before traditional and do my rent is a good percentage of my of my fucking income to do that up to the 15%. Don't do 20%, don't do 11%. Do 15%. 15%. While you are doing Baby Steps 4, you're also going to be doing 5 and 6 simultaneously. I had a friend message me one time. And he was like, hey, would you want to work on the Dave Ramsey show? 
because they were out of Nashville. And I said, no, I would not fit in with the Dave Ramsey show. <laughs> Absolutely. So baby step five is where we're saving for our children's college fund. And this is going to look different for everyone. There's no that could, have been, that could have been me sitting next to Dave Ramsey over there. Is the baby last week or is the baby 18? That makes a difference on how much you need for college, right? I mean, what you got to do for college. It's like, is this an oh crap moment or, hey, we're going to be diligent and safe? Did we wait almost until too late? Now, they have to go to college debt free. They cannot participate in this epic student. <laughs> you got to go to college debt free. That includes you, young man from Eastern Kentucky, who like getting out of your little mountain town in the, in the Appalachians. Spending exorbitant amounts of money on loans is pretty much the only way you could do it. Goddamn, I wish that I had actually gone to school in 2002 instead of flunking out. This is hilarious. I knew they would be so out of touch. This is the first time I've ever watched a Dave Ramsey clip. But I knew it would be absolute bullshit. Explaining to us how to get out of debt. This, if I just have $10,000 or $20,000 $20, laying around in the bank, like I don't need your, your coaching on debt student loan system failure that is called America right now. It is horrible out yeah, well, there. Well, that, that is a failure of government, 100%. Community college for free for two years. Go. I, I can show, Dave Ramsey, I can show you what college cost and what the state and federal government subsidized of that cost when you were a college-age student. And I can show you what the minimum wage was comparative with uh, the worker productivity and inflation. And it will illustrate exactly why people in my generation have a hard time getting out of debt. It's almost like you guys engineered a economy that's predatory. Uh, go to in-state schools. Those damn boomers. Jobs, get scholarships. Our student loan problem is a... Yeah, work six problem. jobs, get scholarships. That's all you have to do. Bad mama, bad daddy. They got to have the conversations. That's yeah. where it starts. And so, a Bad mama, bad daddy. You live in sexual anarchy? Bad mama. Bad daddy. You say baby step four, invest for yourself before the kids, because there's a 100% chance you're going to retire. There's a 50-50 chance or less these days that your kid's going to go to college. And graduate. Yeah. Yeah, this is this less than 50% chance they're going to graduate. So uh, that, that this is important. So while you're doing 15%, you do whatever you need to do for your kid's college, whatever you decide to do. Tennessee actually did, that, like, pioneer. You do that on Baby Step 6, and that's pay off your community house. college program. Start chunking on the house. Now, Fucking books in college. God damn, what a so ripoff. Intense, your friends are freaking out. Your grandmother thinks you need counseling. You are gazelle intense like a gazelle running from a cheetah. When you're in... When, when my grandmother was alive, she probably did indeed think I needed counseling. She, one of the last times I saw her, she hugged me and was like, I love you, but I wish you'd quit being so radical. <laughs> My grandmother was cool. Four through seven, you're not intense anymore. You are now intentional. 
You're just doing it on purpose. But you're no longer on beans and rice. You're on beans and rice, rice and beans. Scorched earth on one through three till you get those three things. What's wrong, what's wrong, with, no. what's wrong with beans and rice? Oh, there's a cat ass here. The person following this stuff is paying off their home in about seven or Oh, he left. Now, that tells us that the whole program is taking about 10 years, and the average baby steps millionaire, the average everyday well, the, well, the way, like he said he went bankrupt, but the way he got out of debt was, you know, becoming a millionaire with a talk show. We're finding them become a millionaire from the time they start with intensity. Being a grifter. Become a millionaire in about 10 Apparently, there's a lot of sexual abuse in the workplace. 10.6 years are the two numbers. With the Ramsey show. So this is completely possible. Yeah, and once you pay off that house, it's time to build wealth and give outrage. Yeah, and then once you pay off your house that you'll probably never be able to own. Fuck. Oh. Talk about supply chains. He doesn't live in reality. He lives in Franklin, Tennessee, where, like, they fight school board members. Biden races clock and holds few tools in supply chain crisis. U.S. ports are full of goods. U.S. yards and warehouses are full of goods. Hardly anyone wants to drive a truck to pick up and deliver those goods, and those who do sit waiting in lines, often unpaid. And Americans continue to buy more stuff from abroad than ever. A supply chain crunch that stretches from overseas manufacturers into American ports and retail stores threatens the American holiday shopping season. Who gives a shit about the American holiday shopping season? I love Christmas, but you don't have to go fucking buy a bunch of, like, bullshit for people. Make somebody a gift, goddammit. It don't have to come from China. Write a song, a piece of poetry, a book. I don't know. You're gonna have to sell that boat, Tones. Sell your boat. That's that's one. Of, that's how you get that extra ten grand. With that nine grand, you don't really need above your one grand that starts you off on your baby step. Fuck! None of that made sense. I like people pay him millions of dollars to sit in a studio that's super fucking nice and say just absolute nonsense. What the fuck? What kind of world am I living in? Even even with all these right-wing idiots dropping like flies because they won't get vaccinated, nobody's banging on my door wanting me to, to occupy the AM airwaves. Why don't you get some new blood in there, motherfuckers? I think I've proven that I'm able... To do and like, I've been doing this thing. I did like I, I told you guys. I, I make these videos for organizations, and they've been doing like a radio tour. And every time they go to a different radio station, I gotta go find like the headshot for the jock. My shit, my promotional materials, my my logos, my headshots, everything looks a million times better than these people who are supposed professionals getting paid on the radio. 
We are fucked. You're right. You're right. But companies shouldn't just like just like with the supply chains and the the just in time supply chains. Companies shouldn't depend on 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 going into the black just through the holiday season. If that's your business model, it's a failure because it's not going to be able to take any kind of a shock to the system as we've seen. But to blame it on Joe Biden is preposterous. It's a confluence of events. Not even entirely Trump's fault, but he exacerbated it, hands down. Issues that I can show you existed before Trump left office that right-wingers were saying were a good thing. A supply chain crunch that stretches from overseas manufacturers into American ports and retail stores threatens the American holiday shopping season. President Joe Biden and his administration have been working for months to smooth out bottlenecks, but his power to influence what is almost entirely a private sector problem is limited. Listen up. Let go, Brandon. What is almost entirely a private sector problem is limited. While Republicans point to the supply chain as further evidence the president is mismanaging the economy, the issues are deep-rooted, overwhelming volume generated by record pandemic-induced consumer demand is swamping a system that was already creaking under the weight of high demand, low investment, labor shortages, and regulatory battles. It now costs as much as 25 grand to import a 40-foot container from Asia, up from less than 2 grand 2 years ago. Here's why the supply chain is under stress in the US. What it uh, what its executives, workers and experts say Biden could do about it and what he's actually doing. The Biden administration is trying to iron out short-term bottlenecks and build long-term capacity. The CEOs we've been talking to acknowledge this is long overdue. The Build Back Better program that Manchin is not wanting to support is long overdue, according to this Bloomberg fucking article. The CEOs we've been talking to acknowledge this is long overdue, but they didn't know where to start and they didn't want to be the one to stick their necks out on it. This is according to John Picari. Biden's port envoy. America's ports face a crush of deliveries, forcing ships to wait offshore at length to unload the port of Los Angeles, which together with the nearby port of Long Beach is the busiest in the U.S., says volume is up 26% this year over 2020. Trucking is an industry long beset by grueling hours and declining pay. Few know those hardships better than port truck driver, uh, drivers. Now, this is once again a result of consolidation. You don't have a lot of owner-operators out there because Amazon, Walmart have their own lines and their own fleets. Trucking is an industry long beset by grueling hours and declining pay. Few know those hardships better than port truck drivers. Now, you hear drivers bitch uh, about conditions now. I have an uncle who is a truck driver. My father used to be a truck driver back in the 80s, you know, the good old days. But I can tell you that he made his runs and made so much money because he was high on cocaine the entire time while he was driving. 
That's why he was able to fucking make the runs in a couple of days and just fucking drive, drive, drive. And that's what all the fucking truck drivers did in the 80s, so... Probably better now, right? Port truckers are typically independent contractors without the benefits and protections of unionized transport sectors or even major companies with shipping divisions like Amazon. Their jobs require them to line up for hours to pick cargo, and they're only paid when they move it. Teamsters Union says Biden should try to encourage organization of port drivers so they can bargain for better pay and benefits, but the president has instead focused on trying to produce new drivers by streamlining licensing. But all the right-wingers say Biden is beholden to the union. The freight surge is greatly benefiting trucking companies and their shareholders. Third-quarter sales at J.B. Hunt transports, Transport Services, the nation's longest long-haul trucker, jumped 27% from a year ago, and operating income soared at 56%. But a shortage of workers has jammed up rail yards and kept shippers from unloading in a timely manner at their warehouses, increasing gridlock. There is no sign of those bottlenecks improving as employers everywhere compete for scarce labor. I don't think there's anything uh, going on like that. There is scarce labor at the price point and hours they want them to work. There is scarce slave labor. I corrected that for you, Bloomberg. Empty shipping containers have piled up at trucking companies in Southern California because of restrictions on when and where they can be returned to ports. In the short term, freeing up space for empty containers would free up crucial transportation equipment such as chassis, which are hooked to trucks to move loaded containers at ports. California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered state agencies on Wednesday to find sites suitable for short-term storage of uh, container cargo and to identify priority freight routes for trucks to move goods more quickly from ports. Yes, it's... People are tired of just scraping by. If, if, if a company is not willing to pay $13.50 in the lowest states, 15 in most states, up to 20 I have... You have C... I have C shit. Have you C? I'm so confused. No, I have not C shit. I did the press conference yesterday. Now here, okay, with the Brian Laundry thing. If I have to. I can't imagine that dumb fucks aren't going to assume that the parents helped him fake his own death. I can't imagine they're not going to play this out for as long as they can. Apparently the feds are saying that the dental records matched Brian Laundry. They only found bones, apparently. 
We did the press conference yesterday when it was going on. I've I have not covered that story in great detail. No, we just we mainly made fun of dog a lot. That that happened. I I like to make fun of dog the bounty hunter. I I had fun doing that. Let's watch this local news piece about a shipping container crushing a woman's car apparently. Talk about uh, shipping container issues. This is Fox News we're watching. They said they matched dental. I, I don't know what they found. They have not actually said what they found. This is just like hearsay and shit from the attorneys. You know, the shipping industry is spilling over to, into our community, and uh, we cannot sustain it any longer. Uh we have had these truckers going through our community. Our residential streets are backed up, and we cannot uh, handle the uh, the overflow of what's happening at the port. And it's quite dangerous. Uh, this particular container, uh, the driver pulled around the corner. It disconnected from his fifth wheel and fell completely and crushed this car. But imagine how many trucks are traveling through our residential streets, and really, uh, good lord. Waiting to go into these storage yards uh, where these containers are stacked near homes. I spoke to a couple of residents yesterday, and they have really, they really are um, very upset about what's taking place. Uh, we really have a community crisis with these big rigs. Uh, I, especially if they're the, the owners of the car that got crushed, I'd be incredibly upset. Markings of signs that say no trucks over six thousand pounds. Uh, there you go. Gregor oh. U is live, premiering a video. You guys better share out the show, or I'm going to go work for Prager U and make make right wing propaganda. Are driving the outcomes that Stephen A is complaining about? He's saying, mm-hmm. he's saying you're going to cost the team a championship. Your teammates are counting on you. The fans are counting on you. Well, why aren't the teammates and the fans and the media up in arms over anti freedom? Denying him the ability to play, even if he it can take, he can take. They, there was a whole season last year, the mm-hmm. NBA before there was a vaccine widely available, right. um, that people were tested daily, and they're still tested. And you can you can show up to practice, no, confident that you're not infected with COVID, and they should. He's safe. So they're they're denying him. They're the ones taking away the, the Nets' chance at a championship. They're the ones um, costing the teammates and the fans, the people who are instituting these insane... Apparently, mandates are tyranny, stupidest nonsense I've ever- according to right-wing idiots. In Tennessee, they actually have proposed a bill that would allow unemployment benefits for those who quit over the COVID mandates the option to quit. A new bill wants those who walk away to get benefits for their choices, but that is not sitting well with some as our workforce is dwindling. Jobs are open, but as you know, no one's taking them. State Capitol reporter Gerald Harris looks at this latest attempt to limit COVID restrictions. Speaker Cameron Sexton is signaling his support for allowing workers who quit their jobs over vaccine mandates the ability to draw unemployment. 
Well, it depends on why you quit. If you quit for harassment, you would be, so it's not an automatic quit. But some are raising concerns about the new proposal. This is really absurd. Of course that's not tyranny. Receive unemployment money. It protects the little babies. House Democratic Caucus Chair Vincent Dixie says this will be an additional expense for small businesses who pay into the unemployment fund. You're going to tax small businesses even more than what they are already. So you're going to see more people go under. You already talk about wages are low. We can't find workers. I like his bow tie and awful lot. Essentially another tax onto a small business. Speaker Sexton says it's about pushing back against federal mandates. And one of the things that we're going to try to do this time is we may move into trying to nullify um, President Biden's stuff that he's trying to do through OSHA and, and do a nullification. We're going to try and nullify President Biden's stuff. Sexton argues the proposal won't be a burden to businesses wanting to implement COVID safety strategies. I don't think the call says we're regulating or we're going to force a mandate. What it does give us the capability is to have those discussions about what other states have done, which would, whether it's Texas, Montana, Iowa, um, Florida, who cares what Texas, Montana, and Iowa have done? Totally different direction. Voluntarily quitting a job typically disqualifies someone from... You're going to see what Alec has done in other states. Is that it? Now, many of the vaccine requirements for businesses, including those from President Joe Biden, include a COVID testing option. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of local news sites haven't actually been saying that. You don't have to get the vaccine unless, like... A lot of hospitals are requiring you to be vaccinated because it's a fucking hospital, but that's that's a a case by case basis with the employer. They might have a vaccine specific, but the federal mandate is vaccination or a COVID test weekly. So apparently Dan Bongino upset about the vaccine mandate going on. Ah, is he at Cumulus Media? The vaccine mandate going on at his employer, and he is threatening to quit radio. I went on the air on Cumulus's radio stations yesterday. Cumulus, and I indeed. Know that I am. I I will have your job, Cumulus Media. You guys have been going through bankruptcy for several years now. You could use some young blood. I will gladly come and host a show on Cumulus Media. I'm going to probably cost you a lot less than Dan Bongino. He's got the big head since he got on the Fox. Your listeners will love to hate me. Come on. What do you have to lose? Objecting to their vaccine mandate. And I gave them an ultimatum. And the ultimatum to Cumulus, uh, which would not be penalty-free to me, which is fine. That's <laughs> part of the part of the deal. Is that they can have me or they can have the vaccine mandate, but they can't have both. So um, here it is in a nutshell. For those of you on the podcast, a lot of this went down after the podcast. Therefore, you didn't hear it, uh, but you did hear it on the radio show. Uh, a little background. I have a nationally syndicated radio program. I partner. I don't. So now is Cumul is Cumulus actually forcing you to get vaccinated? Or is it under the federal mandate and you can get tested? If so, you're just making a big deal for your audience. They own a lot of the stations. They are what we would call a radio syndicator. They put out my three-hour radio show. It airs live from 12 p.m. Eastern time to 3 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of you already know. I am not high enough for this show. We have a lot of new listeners today interested in this story. 
So I partnered with Cumulus. Well, Cumulus, uh, for some reason, thought it was a good idea a little while ago to institute a vaccine mandate for the company. Well, I had had some ongoing communications with them. I strongly objected to this. And um, Australians took our jobs in that go one. And moved around. I felt like it was my responsibility at Cumulus to stand against it. You know, folks, talking is one thing we got to do. I can't just go on my show and tell you guys to do stuff and then just be a talker myself. I've never been that way. I left my last job to go run for office because I believed in it. It didn't work out. But, you know, action matters. Talk is cheap. There's a lot of talkers. There's a lot of bull hitters, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm not into that. You know, I got 46 going on 47 years on the planet. I learned a lot of things. You know, the most valuable quote I ever heard. Wait, right? wait a minute, wait a minute. He he is is vaccinated. He like it says right here that he is fully vaxxed. Fox News also has a vaccine mandate, so that makes perfect sense. He's he's fully vaxxed. He's just whining for content. Well, I've said it a couple times. We all live two lives: the one we learn from, and the one we live after that. The real path to happiness is through suffering. Sometimes we got to suffer a little bit. Well, I'm in that second life right now. I learned a lot of my mistakes in the first one. I learned thousands of ways not to do things. I learned what wasn't for me, politics. I learned what was for me, activism and action. But talk needs to motivate action. So I went on the air on Cumulus's radio stations yesterday, and I let them know that I am objecting to their vaccine mandate. Yeah, yeah. So, so... He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and was treated where he beat cancer and on his doctor's advice that you should get the vaccine, he got fully vaccinated. Ultimatum and the ultimatum to Cumulus, uh, which would not be penalty-free to me, which is fine. That's part of the, part of the deal. I'm it's trying to find their actual policy, vaccine, though. But they can't have both. I didn't expect the story to go viral. It did. I certainly wasn't doing it for any kind of a public relations thing. I don't need bullshit. Bullshit. Anti-vaccination propaganda sells really well over on your like the the majority report pulled up the uh, uh, thumbnails of Jimmy Dore videos. Half of them were anti-vax propaganda. Need any of that? Obviously, at this point, not interested in any of that. You know, and it's kind of hilarious to watch liberals and and fake discredited um, slobs on the Republican side, the grifter class, stunned. So what did they you do? Geraldo left in uh, in an effort to discredit what I'm doing uh, and the in the anti-Trump grifter crowd because that's what they do. They're grifters because they have no principles. What they want to do, the left and the grifters, is the left have to take down people who stand on principle. You understand why they're doing that, right? Because they want you to believe that you don't really have to stand on principles. You should just pay them first. It's all a grift. That's really the grifter side. The left left has never had a principle ever. So they remind me of that kid. I grew up with this kid once who, you know, sometimes I would go home. I've never had a principle ever, ever, never. Principal Goodman, not Principal Johnson. I went home because my mother told me to be home for dinner because they never listened to them, that they were shocked. They didn't understand it. That's why the left is so puzzled by my decision. What? Potentially leave a nationally syndicated radio show I love doing on principle because the left doesn't have any principles. They never did. 
These are zeros. These are life losers. It's it's not on principle. You have seen that you can possibly make way more money on YouTube, and you have some sort of deal with Cumulus where they're taking more of your money than what you would like. So you think you can make a hell of a lot more money independently. This is exa- there is no principle involved here, Dan Bongino. You see Cumulus as taking too big of a cut of your money. And you think, especially doing this fucking bullshit, saying you're going to quit over the vaccine mandate, is going to be a gold mine for you. And the publicity that you're getting off of it is the perfect launch pad for your online presence. They don't stand for anything. They hate this country, they hate you, and they object to the fact that anyone standing on principle like myself and many others, I'm not in this alone. Southwest employees, I got video of that coming up. A bunch of police officers who have a lot to lose. They object to that because their lives are meaningless voids of emptiness. They don't stand for anything. These are losers. These are life losers. Their lives mean nothing, and they want your life to mean nothing too. And when your life means something, and you stand on principle, they are so deeply disturbed because they got to wake up and look themselves in the mirror and say, that's not me. So the conspiracy theorists left and the grotesque grifter right, of course, came out with a couple of myths. Myth number one, that I'm only attempting to stand for the, the employees being let go and the vaccine mandate accumulus and forfeit my show because the ratings are bad. I have heard his ratings are bad. Listen, I I don't talk about ratings specifically on the radio. But I mean, just specifically, radio is dying. Everybody's ratings are bad. Or secret. It's just I have a lot of friends in the business, and it's it's gauche to do that. But I assure you, I assure you, if it was a ratings issue and we weren't blowing up the airwaves like we are, don't you think someone would have leaked that by now? Of course, if you're the left, you're just too stupid to figure that out. And again, because you have no principles, you're always looking for an ulterior motive because that's your entire life looking for the easy way out because you're losers. You're life losers. You've lost it everything. You don't stand for anything and you never will. You have no dignity, no courage, no spine, and you want to justify your dignityless, no courage, no spine existence. You want to... You, you, you want to justify it by proving everybody else lives a soulless life like... What up, Jeff? Ratings issue is hilarious. We have the opposite problem. The ratings have been amazing. That's why it's not easy to potentially... That's all bullshit. Second, is it some kind of a contract thing? <laughs> Folks, again, you don't think that would have leaked by now? Oh, man, it's contract is, is up. Really? The show is only... What is it, Key? Five, six months old? I don't even know. We're at 20, 21 weeks of shows. Yeah, yes, I signed a, yeah, Joe, I signed a 22 week radio contract. <laughs> unusual. Very unusual. Yeah, very. <laughs> Joe's been in the radio business 30 years. Very unusual, he says. What the fuck does that even mean? I can't even argue with minorities anymore. <laughs> Again, you're a leftist. I get it. You know, you live a vacuum of a life. You have no dignity or courage. So you want everyone else not to have any courage, too. I understand what you're doing. The other one is that, oh, he's just doing it for himself. I'm vaccinated, you idiots on the left. 
I'm a minority? What minority am I? I'm interested. Oh, Jeff, I would love to talk to you. Would you like to call in? 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. You're more technologically savvy. I love talking to right-wingers. You, If you say you can't make fun of minorities and I'm a minority, you want to make fun of me, please enlighten us. I'm not a socialist. I'm not a communist. Uh, I do suck a little dick from time to time. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So you say I'm, I'm, I'm a minority, but we're also like, you know, the entirety of true of Twitch. What do you mean you're a doer? You're not, you're not dialing me up. You're not doing that right now. 917-830-4359. You're not hopping in my Discord. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm in the majority. Most people at least experiment a little bit. Not high enough for this shit. I'm pretty sure, like. Well, if it's an like if it's an issue with you that like you talk about dick sucking and you've never sucked a dick in your life, then it's almost certain that you want to suck a dick and you're repressing the feelings. That's the way these things work. So, Jeff, I would encourage you to go suck a dick. Cool, you like girls, I do too. Women have have a female involved with you while you suck the dick. It's fun. But you are clearly someone who wants to suck a little dick and you would feel so much better about your life if you sucked a little dick. No, 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 no. Gender, male and female are labels that humans have created. To try to explain nature. But nature is messy and don't actually fit into those boxes. There have been plenty of papers written by geneticists about how you can't define exactly what a male and female is. There's always going to be outliers proving that gender is a spectrum. Gender traits are bimodal. And they are distributed across a normal curve. But you have people born with both sex organs and people born with no sex organ, people born with everything in between. So you're welcome for me clearing that up. And the vaccine mass, I don't... 
Those are called hermaphrodites. What does that even fucking mean? Like, uh, that's... Binary means only two, and if there's anything outside of the two, it's not binary. So just just the existence of people born with both sex organs, or people born with no sex organ, or people born with one of at least seven different combinations of the X and Y chromosome, exist, proving that gender is not a binary. But you're the one that came in here and... Started talking about science, like, you you don't know what you're fucking talking about, and you're just spewing out nonsense that's laughable. I, God, I wish you people could feel embarrassment. It's not a disability. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. And you just you come in, you're not even making any kind of effort to understand anything. You're just wanting to say shit that's incendiary. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you trying to come in and and troll my channel, but like I fucking just smacked everything you said down. You, try, you tried to fucking move on to other shit, and you're like, oh, well, CRT. Fuck off with your CRT nonsense. You don't know what CRT is. You've never looked into fucking gender. You've never read a scientific paper on, on fucking anything to have an informed opinion. So your opinion doesn't fucking matter. And I wish you people could feel embarrassment. I wish you people could feel embarrassment because it would save the rest of us a lot of time. If you didn't think you were fucking smart, we wouldn't have to deal with your bullshit. I don't think you know what the definition of physical disability is. And let's let's say, let's say I grant you that it's a physical disability. Like, do you go up to people in wheelchairs and be like, Oh, Mr. Wheelchair Dude, you don't exist. You're not a real person. That's all in your head. And do you make fun of them until they kill themselves? No, you don't. So even by your own logic, it doesn't make any sense if you think it's a physical disability. I don't get right-wingers. You guys are really fucking dumb. Once again, there are not two genders. There are two labels that humans created to try to describe a natural phenomenon. And they don't fucking work. And there has been fucking 10, 20 years of science written by people that actually know what they're talking about, that study geneticists. People that study anatomy and biology, they all are in agreement that you're an idiot. You mean exception with an EX. You're like, you're you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You you are a fucking moron.
That's why I wish you people could feel embarrassment. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You are certain of your goddamn ignorance. But Jeff, we have a rule around here. If you would like to discuss something with us like this, you would like to have a conversation with me, you have to do it on the phone or you have to get in the Discord. You don't you don't just come back in the in the chat. You you got to you got to hop on, you got to actually have your voice on here. I have no problem with AstroTurf, RB. The widget, do you want to keep having an argument with me? The number is on the screen. Call now, 917-830-4352. We can actually have a conversation. And it's not just you saying dumb shit in my chat. We can, we can, we can get to the bottom of shit. It is a very unsettling picture of Dan Bongino. Just those fucking intense eyes looking at us. <laughs> An idiot. I watched some Ren and Stimpy the other day. An idiot. It's not nature, you dumb fuck. Like a normal curve proves that transgender people are naturally occurring. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know enough to even have a conversation. But if you would like to have a conversation, you got to give me a little ringy ding. Or the chat's gonna the chat's gonna get fucking tired of you and they're gonna ban you, and I'm gonna go back to reading the news. But we're all enjoying this, so you should totally call in or hop in the Discord. Exercise that big brain. You can't have any spelling errors if you're talking on the phone. 917-830-4359. Fuck your feelings. Like you're the you're the one that's getting everything all wrong. You're just like, I'm, it's so weird that right-wingers will come in, state something that is factually incorrect, and be like, fuck your feelings. It's not our feelings. We're the ones that live in reality. You're the one with the fifis that's getting hurt. It's absurd. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Learn to feel embarrassment. Please, it would save the rest of us so much fucking time. Nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine is the phone number. The Discord link is in the description. Either or will be fine. Where'd you go? I don't even remember what Jeff. Jeff! Where'd you go, Jeff? 
I'll never forget you. Do not listen to Merkin. I will never forget you, Jeff. I will never forget you. Believe me, I'll wake up in the middle of the night two years from now and be like, you know that one, there was that one uh, commenter in my chat. Oh, Hems got banned. Hems got banned. So if if Hems wants to still talk, you aren't banned if you call nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. You're not banned if you hop in at the Discord voice chat. I wouldn't know if you were in the Discord voice chat. Sparkles is at Crystals. Poop boy, uh, that was that was just insane. I can't believe how long that went. I'm I can't I can't continue to listen to Dan Bongino wine. Let's listen to Aaron Rodgers wine. <laughs> Apparently, Aaron Rodgers plays footy ball. And some of you guys are into that. He was on with Pat McAfee. I know Pat McAfee from the WWE. I don't know who this other dude is. This guy in the middle is apparently Aaron Rodgers. He was the quarterback for Green Bay. Of our media. And let me just... Uh, <laughs> he, he isn't in. He isn't into woke culture. But that's the state of our culture, I think. Uh, this This woke PC culture. The Daily Wire has cut this up. I didn't know it wasn't the whole fucking clip. I'm sorry. The Daily Wire is going to give you content. I mean, I've heard some of the most ridiculous things and craziest uh, combination of uh, words and slurs and, and insults over the years uh, on the road. And there's back and forth from time to time. It just It's rare that it gets picked up. Uh, the way it did on Sunday, so it's it's you know it's not a it's not like that was a you know something that never happened. There's I assume he's talking about Gruden. Fans and, and this I, is the Pat McAfee show. The Daily like Wire just fans. took it and cut it up. Happiest and friendliest of back and forths, but I found out about it after the game and I realized that it was you know probably going to be a thing, not maybe as big a thing as it went to you know with you know some of the things that I saw, but. I so I assume he's talking about Gruden's emails. Our media, and let me just uh, <laughs> and really our culture, not just media, but that's the state of our culture. I think uh, this this woke PC culture. Um, and if I may, just you know, elaborate just slightly on on Please. my on this, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. This is awesome. I think that in general, my feelings are this. Um, there's a PC woke culture that exists and there's a cancel culture at the same time. It, it seems like there's this culture of privileged white guys thinking they can say what they want about anybody, including sharing video of topless cheerleaders that they did not have their consent to film amongst themselves using, uh, homophobic terminology, racist terminology, misogynistic language. So I don't know what cancel culture has to do with it. So the problem is, is that people get upset that people are employing homophobic, misogynistic, racist language and committing assault on cheerleaders. 
and it's based on people's own feelings of maybe personal miserability or dis distaste for their own situations or life or just the enjoyment of holding other people down underneath their thumb but when you engage in this culture you're immersed in it and you and you're in it so much and and for me you know when i took uh, time in the off season to work on myself and to work on my mental status and and to get myself in the right frame of mind, I was being selfish, right? That's what, you know, or non-responsive and selfish and entitled. Um, when I, you know, came back and said what I said, uh, what I felt like was at the right time and, and spoke the truth, uh, the same sentiments were shared. Maybe not by as many people, because a lot of people respected what I said, but the same sentiments were shared. What the... You must acquiesce with the woke mob at all times. You must, however, when... Ridiculous sentiment, uh, sentiments and storylines and narratives get to drawn on about me about... Uh, pick a topic Seriously! From, uh, you know, my family... <laughs> Rich white man bitching about, like, any kind of criticism. Um, you know, and they just go on and on, and people start thinking, well, he hasn't responded to it, so it must be true, right? Uh, and then... And they run with these stories, right? But then I, when I respond to it and set the record straight, when I finally said, okay, enough is enough. This thing has gotten so far and it's so ridiculous at this point that I'm being sensitive. When week one, uh, you know. You are being I sensitive. There, unfortunately, before in a few dud games and people think I don't have enough passion, uh, I don't care about what's going on, uh, you know, then I'm passionless. I'm not all in. It hurts his fee-fees when people don't think he's passionate enough. Now I'm making this shit about me. The wow. Other, this is the thing that, that goes on. And, and ultimately, Pat, there's, there's a game within the game, right? And in this game, there's a player and there's a game. And if the player abides by the rules of the game, he's a part of the game. Now, the rules of the game are that you must acquiesce with the woke mob at all times. You must. However, other than him going on this podcast and not, not acquiescing to the woke mob, these things, I realize them, I see them and probably getting shared out more than he's ever been shared out. Thanks to right wing. I don't know. Maybe uh, ESPN shared him out, but this right wing media is amplifying his stupid ass message. But I'm not a part of this game that's being played. This game is being played out by these these individuals and I see it I hear it but to me it's comedy but it doesn't none of this makes any sense to me now this this is actual cancel culture Chinese media removes Boston Celtics games after the center Anise Cantor's free-to-bet statements. Boston Celtics games have been pulled off Chinese media after center Anise Cantor tweeted a two-minute video of himself expressing support for Tibet uh, and wore shoes with the phrase free-to-bet on them during Wednesday night's game against the New York Knicks. Can we, can we see this? I want to see the video.
Boston is a local news hit on it in China over a player's social media post. Ennis Cantor called the country's leader that time of year again. Dictator. WBC's Levin Reed is live for us tonight. Levin, it would seem like this could be a big problem for the NBA in China. Yes, it is. And by the way, this is not the first trouble between the NBA and China, but it's the first incident nope. involving the Boston Celtics. These big man, Enos Cantor, is very outspoken about human rights, primarily in his land of Turkey. But this last measure supporting Tibetan independence in China. Those monks are fucking crooked as well. Like the whole situation is sticky. I have a message for you and your henchmen. I support self governance. Again and again, loud and clear. I hope you hear me. Free Tibet, free Tibet, free Tibet. That's just a bit of an almost three-minute message Cantor posted to social media yesterday. As of today, the Celtics games, both live and replays, are now listed as unavailable on the Chinese internet service that streams the NBA. And the I assume they're going to want an apology from him. I assume the NBA is going to pressure him to release one as well. Did not play in last night's Celtics opener, but was wearing these free Tibet shoes on the sidelines. There is no comment from the Celtics today or the NBA on the situation. And if you remember, it was back 2019 where it was the Houston Rockets and Daryl Morey. They said some things, and all of a sudden the Houston Rockets were banned also. And we had to send Randy Marsh to go over and kill Winnie the Pooh. For the Chinese president <laughs> in order to normalize relations with the U.S. again. Fuck. Oh, here comes Smokey. All right, I've been plugging this all night. Let's find out what the fuck happened. Apparently there was a shootout and some puppies got stolen. We're footage of the fucking shootout right now. Uh, content warning? I believe that's a woman with some sort of automatic weapon. This, of course, happened in Florida. Two puppies were stolen in a wild shootout that was caught on camera in West Park, Florida. So they wanted to purchase French Bulldogs. The homeowner said she was selling the puppies for four grand a piece. Men claimed to know a friend of the victim. When she called the friend to confirm, things took a turn. What? The suspects were inside the victim's home. Seconds later, she says she was in a headlock with a gun to her head. They tried to... Yeah, just shooting fucking aimlessly. I don't know who the... This looks to be the perpetrator running. I think this is the homeowner that had the bulldogs and she just came out and started fucking shooting indiscriminately. Because it's because it's Florida, yeah. Because it, there's the men that were inside her home. Well, that was crazy.
if we can see more of the story here. Former officer hospitalized following deadly shooting. Let's see. Let's get the let's get the story. Puppies from our home. NBC six anchor Johnny Archer spoke to that woman and joins us live from West Park. Johnny, crazy. It, absolutely crazy, and Jackie and Joanna think that nobody was reportedly fucking Florida in that whole thing. You just saw that video there, but the late this afternoon, it's amazing no one was shot. A second arrest in connection to this case. Deputies arrested two 16-year-olds in connection to that armed robbery where two puppies were stolen and caused a wild scene out here in this West Park neighborhood. This situation right here, it's just not planned out, and I know that it's going to go extremely bad if I don't defend myself right now. Look at those puppies. They're so cute. She's like, yeah, I need to defend myself. Three armed suspects robbed this dog breeder for her two French bulldogs. I don't even know how I had enough mindset to even grab my gun because my mind was all over the place. Like, you cannot think in a situation like that. The owner thinking what was supposed to be a sale turned into a potentially deadly situation Monday on the 5400 block of Southwest 23rd Street. The owner saying this all happened within wow. a matter of a minute. Put his arm around me, put the gun to my head, and at that point, he's maybe a little bit bigger than me. I started fighting him for the gun. The owner says her girlfriend was at home at the time and opened the door, possibly scaring the suspects away. Be not before it I, two China has its good things and its bad things, just like the U.S. They ran out the door. He started shooting towards the door, I guess, so I wouldn't come outside. And that's when I re retrieved my gun that was right there and fired back. So that breeder there says they are already in the process of moving from that house. And she says that she's going to sell Kids! Shoot up drugs, not dog breeders. Oh my god! Megan McCain cried for days. Cried for days. Had a panic attack after Joy Behar dissed her on The View. Megan McCain is opening up about her relationship with her former View co-host after exiting the daytime show over the summer. What? What? No, Justin, no. What? You did not like shoot up drugs. You? you can get it on a t-shirt. I encourage everyone to go to the freak store right now. You didn't like my graphic. I've got new stuff. I've got the got the ugly troll Christmas sweater. I'm really proud of that one. Here's a smoky. Oh, nope. That one. Remember kids, shoot up drugs, not schools. You can you can get the shirt from the freak store. I did several. I've, my favorite is the 
Chris Dorner, Appreciation Society. You're not going to unfriend me. Oh my God. You got the ugly troll Christmas sweater. You totally need that for the holidays. Got ho, ho, ho troll. I go all out. I don't shoot up anything. You got the content warning pillow just in time for Christmas. We've got a smoky bong. We've got a smoky bong shirt. Smokey is in shirt form now. Troll Trump 2024. <laughs> shoot up drugs, not schools, kids. I don't I don't encourage anybody to shoot, but like if you're gonna shoot something up, do drugs, not schools. Can we all agree with that? Can we all agree with that? Thank you. Oh, shit. Let's hear from Megan. She was on with Sean fucking Hannity. So you know this is going to be good. Don't shoot shit, kids. There you go. Now, Megan McCain, who recently departed as a co-host of ABC's The Views. Might want to shoot your load every couple of days, though. It'll give you blue balls. Went on behind the scenes and explaining why she left and previewing what's ahead. She is now releasing a new audiobook memoir, and it's called Bad Republican. You might remember these moments from The View where her co-host... All Republicans are bad. ...any other way, which is downright... Arab. Take a look. The idea that there isn't fighting so you, within the Democratic Party speaking. as well... I, I know I what was you're talking. saying. Right. I'm talking about... I'm talking okay. about somebody so asked, yeah. Troy, you Traitors. missed me so much when I was on maternity leave. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. I did, not. You miss fighting I did with not miss you. Okay, I, somebody, oh let somebody. Asked. That's the comment. That's the one she said made her cry. It hurt her feelings. Hold on, hold on. Stop, everybody, stop, everybody, stop. That's so rude. My job Probably shouldn't have asked if you didn't want the truth, Megan. Being a view co-host, my job is to analyze the politics of it, and I'm telling you. But the I'm not talking about the, you. I'm talking about I'm the people you my that job are, are here. The senators that are in the Senate. Here's what's happening now. We're gonna, we're gonna show keep, ever. Girl, like, please stop talking. I, please stop talking right now, because you know what? No what's problem. happening? Thank no, you. No problem. Thank you. I won't talk. Apparently, Whoopi apologized for that one. I'm okay with that. If you're going to behave like this, I'm not behaving like you anything. You are. I'm you are to show talking over perspective. Yes, we understand no, I'm that. No, I'm talking. But you she... are. But what you're doing? No, I'm not. Is your fr- so I... We're not doing anything. How about this? Former FBI. We'll be right back. Learn to feel embarrassment. Bad Republican Megan McCain. I- I'm just traumatized looking at it. Uh, man, that's <laughs> brutal. Um, Hurt your feelings too, Sean. I mean, those are two of the moments in my new Audible memoir that I speak about. Um, the last moment was actually my second day back from maternity leave, and I had very... Oh, they were so mean to me on the view. Girl, that was your job. Your job was to get shit on 
by Whoopi and Joy. Um, it was horrible. I started crying between commercial breaks, and it was the moment that I just thought that my four years uh, in an anthropological experiment in left-wing media had come to an end because um, I really enjoyed my four years at The View in the sense that I found it a great challenge. It's a huge platform. People watch it. It's the number one show in daytime, but you are targeted if you're the token. That's not saying much. And it's been interesting having my uh, book excerpt released today because people just really don't seem to be surprised at all. But there is validation in hearing it from my mouth. And I felt like it was really time for me to show my story instead of having it through the lens of the liberal media and the liberal people who were leaking from internally on the, the show. Liberals. I felt like it was important for mothers to hear that it's okay, you don't have to put I, well, they've, they've got another conservative, like, where you could possibly there's usually two. She is not self-aware. No, none of them have a lick of self-awareness. That's the point. And that was ultimately the they can't feel embarrassment. Megan, you even went as far as to say you felt like you'd been slapped and you, you, you called the work environment, you know, toxic, direct, and, and purposeful hostility. And none of that looked... Oh, they were mean to me, is what she said. Complete honesty. I've had minor little skirmishes here and there with with a few on-air talent, but nothing like this at all, ever. Not even close. I mean, this, this is like a cancerous environment. Yeah, and it's all very personal. That's the thing, is that being a conservative woman in mainstream media is deeply threatening. Being a woman who can hold her own on a show like that proved to be ultimately threatening. So Yeah, if, if anybody was the token, it was like, we'll be. The show got, that was the ironic part of it, is the better the show did after we won an Emmy. We were on the cover of the New York Times Magazine as the most important. Well, yeah, the only reason any of us watched it was to see you get dunked on. I felt like the more successful I was on The View and the more moments I helped get them and the more I pressed liberal candidates and liberal guests. No, you were not successful. The moments that we all watched were you getting dunked on, ma'am. Before I went to The View, and I probably would not have survived emotionally the past, you know, five years of my life between my dad's passing and cancer and everything that I speak about in my memoir happening at The View and other things in my personal life. If it weren't for the women that I met at Fox News, Janice Dean, Kennedy, Dagan, Kat Timpf, there's actually an entire chapter about Kat Timpf and how she... Fucking Kennedy! I had a sisterhood at Fox that I lost. Kennedy! women supporting women looks like because I had it when I worked at Fox News and now I know what the entire opposite experience is and it I, we every time we see Cat Tim all she's doing is getting shit on by Greg Gutfeld uh, that is involved when you are targeting. But I guess that's women supporting women for President Obama for being a pro-life woman and I don't think that people who go into liberal spaces, which is basically every other space except Fox News and media, I don't think you should be punished for it, and I don't think you're personally... Wrong! And that's unfortunately exactly what happened to me. Every boss I've ever had was a Republican. I've been in media for 20 years. Why? He loved the show. He, you know, it's... Probably copyright, isn't it? I do think it's important that we have to fight the culture war in their spaces, because quite frankly, I think we're losing it. And he thought that they needed a strong conservative. There had been a whole host of uh, Republicans. I wish you guys would shut the fuck up. You never shut up about bitching about how you're losing the culture war. And he thought I was up for the job. And Go ahead and lose it. Wave the white flag and shut the fuck up. I enjoyed uh, the first 
year and a half of the show. Um, but like I said, as I grew stronger and more and more uh, people would come on the show and I would really hold liberal guests' feet to the fire, I, I felt a lot of backlash both internally and externally at the show. But it, this shouldn't become as a surprise to you. I mean, you've, you, you know, you've seen the show. I think anyone who has watched even a clip of... Listen, I used to... Oh, I've seen, seen the show. Thing I'm saying. I, I We've all seen the show, Megan. The last time I did the show, I was sitting next to Rosie O'Donnell, and it became a screaming match. And, I'm, and Barbara Walters couldn't stop it. And it just, uh, we'll go to break now. And I was like, why am I wasting my time, you know, in the middle of this? Because I don't go to bed till 4 a.m. anyway. Um, there were a lot of... <laughs> Sean would rather be in total control and be able to cut people off. In, as you know, in 2008... And I also had political disagreements with your dad, very strong ones, uh, especially on the health care vote. I was pretty unhappy with it. Um, your, your dad was a guy that... The thumbs down. ...conflicts with people, and that happened after his funeral, too, when... It was, it was John McCain that convinced her to join The View, because he's like, you ain't going to do anything else better. It were a TV show. You don't have any skills. Yeah, I actually have a chapter about this in my book where I have a whole new lens of viewing how Sarah Palin was treated and how the people working for my father's campaign uh, really, you know, in my opinion, treated her really horribly. They knew she was dumb. For failure, I think when you're seeing Katie Couric talking about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg is someone she helped look good, I thought, well, obviously, with her book, and I thought that obviously she probably put Sarah Palin in a position to look bad. And by the way, Nicole Wallace was the person who facilitated that interview, who now has a show on MSNBC. And I just, as I've gotten older, look, I, I fell in love with a really uh, deep, deeply conservative man who runs the Federalist. I have gotten older. It's like the old adage: if you don't, uh, Ben, what's his name? If you're not conservative when you're old, you don't have a brain. He's a piece of shit. I just uh, really hope that the culture has uh, some redemption for Sarah Palin Ooh. in the same way that we have for so many other women right now. Hey, Sean Hannity. Megan McCain. Megan McCain sees a lot of herself in Sarah Palin. But you know what? The problem with this country is there's not enough religion intertwined with government. This is according to uh, TPUSA. They say a godless government makes public easier to oppress and abuse. A god, like being anti-religion in government makes it easier to oppress and abuse the public. Discounting the fact that theocracy has been one of the most common forms of oppression throughout history. Let's see what TPUSA has to say. Our government is turning more and more godless. And one of the biggest problems that people have... I wish! ...growing godless society is the fact that people are easily controlled when they don't believe in something greater than them. And so I think, honestly, the government is just discrediting anybody that has faith, and that's something like this. Where, and most people claiming the religious exemption probably aren't doing it for religious... Wait a minute. She, first of all, she just said most people that are claiming religious exemption for the mandates aren't doing it for religious reasons. She's saying they're bearing false witness. But besides that, the, the idea, the notion that people are easier to control when they don't believe in God. When we see how fucking easy it was for Trump to come in and get the evangelical vote just by throwing out a few platitudes. 
capitalist society is the fact that people are easily controlled when they don't believe in something greater than them. And so I think, honestly, the government is just discrediting anybody that has faith, and that's something like this. Where, and most people claiming their religious exemption probably aren't doing it for religious purposes. It's probably just fluff or whatever. They just keep discrediting us, trying to remove the, the basis for why we have our core beliefs. And I deal Wait a minute. She just said they keep discrediting us. When we're bearing false witness about a religious exemption, because we're not doing it for religious reason, what? Legitimize us. It's it's a tactic used by the left throughout history. I, I just interviewed someone from Romania. She escaped communist Romania, mm-hmm. and she was explaining that you know under a socialist or communist country, the socialist government tells you what your job's going to be, and so it's a privilege if you ask the government. Can I go to law? That's not what socialism means. Can't be anything associated to like political opposition to communist party. If you want to be a lawyer, because that's a position of power. And so what they do is they look into your past. They they belong to a party where you cannot oppose Trump in any way, or they will ostracize you. Family been involved in opposing the communist regime? Have you been to any protests? And most importantly, the third one is. Is your family Christian? Are your parents wow. Christian? Because it's too threatening to them for you to have any connection to those core values in Christianity or any faith that's other than the government. So I, I think this is just the little rumblings of it, but we're going to see it. And it's a classic tactic throughout history. Mm-hmm. Now, the classic tactic is the red baiting and red scare tactic that you just pulled about the godless communists. That's a classic tactic throughout history. But hey, we're dealing with lions, not sheep. This is an ad for some right-wing t-shirt site. They sell uh, they sell FU or F Joe Biden, FJB fucking t-shirts and shit. Alex here with Lions Not Sheep. Listen to celebrate our 100,000th order. We're giving away Lions Not Sheep. Lions Not Sheep OG t-shirts. All you need to do is click the link below and get your free t-shirt today. It's so easy being a right-winger. Lions, not sheep. What does that even fucking mean? I thought I was going to have something better for that. That's what, another another one of the downfalls or the pitfalls of the fact that I don't watch this shit before I actually play it. I thought I was going to have more to say about that stupid person, but hey, here's here's some ferrets and a hose. Those are ferrets, not lions. I guess uh, producer Dave is still on his little mini vacation here, eh? Maybe, maybe I'm off on my time. Dave's on at midnight. I thought he came on earlier than that. I thought it was about this time, to be honest with you.
If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to get sent over to Squid. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, with the Friday Night Freak Show. I will have my lovely co-host, Sparkles Lavender. We'll try to feed her enough before the show so that she's not talking about food the whole time. So go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.